And now for our feature presentation. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? I'm standing here. You make the move. You make the move. Hey! It's episode 86 of the Idol Matinee podcast. Hello everyone. This is the perfect episode to listen to if you're a new listener and it's also the perfect episode to listen to for ongoing listeners but you can go back if you want, you don't have to. So come in, sit down, relax and settle in like Prue, the new listener. So let's just tell you who's here first just so you know. New list- he's not a well, new listener. New li- listener stroke person on the podcast. He's been here before but he's back. For anyone that doesn't know us, you won't care because all we're just names to you but we hope you enjoy what we talk about. So we have got Greg here Say hello, Greg. Bonsoir, je m'appelle Grégoire. Uh, we've got Chris. Do your hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. And we've got Johnny. You should hear what I can hear when I'm doing podcasts. So Prue is like our friend. He's going to be like the listener stroke interjector. So anything we talk about that he thinks, oh, I don't really agree with that, or I've got something to say, he'll interject. So just quickly say hello, Prue. Hello. You might as well call me the auditor. The auditor. What a great name. So let us begin. Uh, Greg, didn't you want to address some stuff from some previous podcasts? Yes, a bit of housekeeping. Um, obviously, because I edit the podcast and I pick up all the stuff that we say wrong. We were meant to be talking about Kim Marsh. We, we said Kimberly Walsh. We said, oh, the one off, you know, the one from Hearsay or whatever. We went on to do Coronation Street. What's her name? Kim, Kim, and we called her Kimberly Walsh. But Kimberly Walsh is actually from X Factor, not X Factor, Liberty X, I think. Um, she was yeah. in one of the other, and Kim Marsh with a Y was in Hearsay. Oh, so good. Okay, we clarified and that. She was the one who did. Yeah, she's the one who did the Rav stuff. So she is. That's who you meant last week. I can't remember what we talked about we last talking, week. Why were we talking about? I, her? I want to talk about new stuff. Did, this she week. Used... All new stuff. All new, fresh, and exciting stuff. Nothing. Was, okay, going yeah. ground. So uh, let's start with what it, you've all been doing well, this week. Uh, uh, who wants to start? What have you been doing this week? I'm really interested. Okay, I don't okay, want to know. Well, I so, a new freeview box. I bought a new Freeview box made by Ma- is it called a Manhattan T3 anyone looking into buying a new uh, Freeview box that's the way forward it used to be Humax Humax used to be the ones to go with um, but my one packed up the volume stopped working I thought right I'm in the market for a new thing uh, looked online and it had good reviews the Manhattan T3 I've bought it it's lightweight it doesn't make a noise and it's 4K ready people even though TVs aren't um, but I'm sure yeah but anyway but oh yeah, can do. You can watch 4K. You can watch Ultra HD. So the football's on at the moment. So uh, through my nice. Freeview box, you've got the option to watch in, in Ultra HD. But it doesn't work that well because I'm my Wi-Fi from next door. <laughs> Yawn. Starting uh, strong. What? Starting strong. <laughs> well, Zing. I've, I've done thirty more with, oh, and I bought a bike as well. I bought a push bike. Oh, did you? Yeah, an actual push bike that's like nothing electric, just a normal what, one straight you get? push bike uh, cube. Okay. Um, which are quite. I, I think they're quite a new make. I, I, they're, they're decent they're a decent I've mate. picked a bike I'm getting one I'm going to go the weekend and buy it it's a decathlon uh, oh, single yeah. speed city bike oh right okay cause Deca- there's a couple they do a couple of hybrid bikes decathlon like because Halfords uh, Halfords it's actually in the decathlon bit, bit, shop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, I, I was actually thinking of going there because you can't get bikes from anywhere. This is boring. Yeah, like it's a, right, a good chat about bikes of course yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. people are into bikes Chris bikes uh, I was going to, yeah, obviously I love my bike, so I've been enjoying getting out and about this week um, with the weather being hot. But something that's happened to me is I've graduated over onto um, cider. All right, yeah. Um, it quenches your first differently, doesn't it? So I've been drinking lots of that, but what it also does, is it attracts flies differently. And the other day I had my last gulp of it and I thought, oh, that's just dislodged some meat in my teeth. Went like that, chewed it. 
I was like, oh no, that's a fly that's just popped in my mouth. <laughs> oh, nice. So I swallowed it down. Every time you shit, it just smells like apples. Yeah, fermented apples. The, um, the side, but you're right though, when it gets to the, the weather changes. But the thing is, because Guinness extra cold, I still like a, a really nice cold Guinness in this weather. Most people be like, oh, Guinness, it's heavy in there. But I still like, but you're right though. Did it fill you up? It does, yeah. It, it, it the, does. Thing, the thing I don't like about cider is the cunts in cider adverts. It, yeah. All like young, like millennials, not millennials, but like young cunts having a laugh. Well, like, hey, you can say that about any cider. alcohol yeah. advert. That's any beer yeah. advert. It's not just cider. It's not exclusive to cider. Everyone's a cunt in adverts. Who some people think uh, Guinness extra cold is too cold and they think Guinness should actually be served not in at the sort of, at the uh, temperature which is cooler than the pub yes and it's about two in, degrees in winter in winter it's too cold what's your favorite draft ale <laughs> beer match yes or no um, but yeah a magnus with a magnus or whatever with side with the ice in the in the yeah i think that's the problem with these um cider adverts is they're basically trying to add a bit of like class and credibility to something that's just drunk by um homeless people yeah so that's the intros done and that's our week what we've all been doing oh uh, sorry no I've been doing something else as well oh, obviously it's a brown bear comedy club oh, now great. obviously there's been loads of, the mo- no my week's been taken up by sport there's been so much fucking sport on so what's been going on in the Euros boys I, don't, I haven't been watching it there's been a couple of good matches um, a man died a man died yeah we, no, but he was brought back to life he got brought back to life yeah. and, he, and Belgium they, they had a good start today they played so uh, what's his name Ericsson what's his first name it's like Bless that him. Peter Crouch Europod uh, yeah, what's his first name? Sven Goran. No, the Peter. Peter, <laughs> he's making no, it up. Look. Ericsson, Anyway, the Danish player obviously he had a, like a did a Moam. He did a uh, what's his name for Did a Moamba. Did a Moamba. Yeah. <laughs> he did a Moamba. Fell down for no reason. And then, uh, but there time, was a reason. Obviously. By the time you're listening to this podcast, Euros will be over. <laughs> what? Uh, well, yeah. What are backwards-looking fans? You mean? Yeah. Oh, oh right, I see. Yeah, got you. Spain had an amazing game. They uh, wouldn't give the ball back. Yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> mate. So the guy from Denmark, he went down. But today, Denmark played Belgium, and they were they were storming it in the first half, and it, it seemed like Belgium sort of let them for the because of because of Ericsson. Everyone's like, oh, for Ericsson. Uh, and they're like, but it's as if he had died. It's as if he was like a famous person who like a famous prime minister or war leader of theirs, and who had died, like and they've no and he died. In battle, and they're now remembering him. Did they did they score and do a celebration of holding their chest well, no, and they, falling on the floor? Ten minutes in, they're like, "Remember, kick the ball." Remember out. from five days ago. You know, it was ten minutes into the game where he went down, and everyone stopped at ten minutes in as if it was this massive thing. It only happened last week, and he's all right. You know what I mean? If he died, then I yeah, didn't, I didn't, he did die. He and then did he came die. back. His name's Christian Eriksson. Remember Christian, the name? Sorry, yeah, you, Christian Eriksson. Say his name. Remember the name? Yes. Say, say the name. name. Fight Club. Well, apparently the <laughs> and, the. BBC got a lot of complaints because they actually showed him being um, oh, d- revived. Oh, yeah, apparently the camera went over and you see him going, uh, back! Yeah. It's funny how everyone's reaction to it was like, oh, I didn't, oh, I missed it live. <laughs> that's, the, that's my reaction. It's like, oh, I missed it. I was like, I just nipped out, because I did, I, I nipped out to the shop and I came back and it was like, the time was on 49 minutes and no cunt was on the pitch. But yeah, I came back and I, was like, and I thought, what, what the fuck's going on? It's only when it, the camera cut to the people in the crowd and I saw them going with their mouths open, all going, oh, and there's some people crying. I was like, oh shit, someone's, someone must have died. And then, yeah. Do you think, it it's, too, do you think it's too easy to complain now? Like yeah. The people that complained about him briefly showing him being re- resuscitated, they had thousands of complaints because yeah, you can just yeah net it in. It's too easy to give an opinion on. Is that the end of the football chat about the Euros, yeah? Yeah, so... so that and, pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Did anyone watch the French Open as well? That was good. Nadal, no. Nadal Djokovic was good. No. 
Um, but That's so I, I didn't see the final because I was fuck. I got really drunk on Saturday. Barely woke up for the England game. And That's I missed, how I like the French. And completely Open. missed the. Uh, like the, the regular comedian Bob's Observation, obviously at the Brown Bear Comedy Club, you mentioned last week about yeah, yeah. the standard definition uh, thing. About is, he how, back, is he still in the UK? Uh, no, he's not. He's <laughs> oh, okay. thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but he was, the final, like I, I was listening to him, and he said at least the final is in, in HD, but it wasn't this year. There was no HD tennis at all. It's all stand like, in this day and age. When I've just bought a Freeview box that's 4K ready, but you can't even watch the fucking French Open in in HD yet, let alone 4K. So, yeah, it's it's a bit. Our technology's not quite there yet. We haven't made that big jump yet. So let's start jump on from football to our <laughs> our first subject of the week, and it's a doozy. Let's dive into that nostalgic. Dive in uh, is that de- a mixture of dive and delve? Yeah. Let's delve into that nostalgic bathtub full of the hot juice of lovely memories and berries, memory like member berries, like in South Park, and our memories Mem- of going yes. to the arcades. Some of our finest, first, most beautiful memories. If it's a bathtub, we I'd suggest diving rather than delving or slipping down. Into what I mean slipping down so if you're listening like soothing minstrel menstrual music to the ears Menstru- menstrual music <laughs> our first menstrual memories menstrual. of going the to menstrual. the black and white menstrual show <laughs> how there's just loads of women arguing menstrual music uh, you know remember l7 on uh, the word we pretend yes. that we're dead and they throw their tampons into the crowd that we, could, be we could call music. this the menstrual show yeah let me start with some of my memories and this will juice you boys up. Uh, so I can remember, I don't know if you this rings any bells with you, but when I was younger, I can always remember going to like any arcade when I was like on holiday or in a fish and chip shop or not like, or seeing arcade machines. And kids today won't know what this is like, but back in our day, uh, when you saw those machines, the graphics were always like much more amazing than anything you had at home. Yeah. They were far superior. So the first time you saw some of these games, they blew your mind. Marble Madness. And some of the memories of seeing Paperboy for the first time with those Paper steering Boy. wheel, it felt like I was actually looking at a cartoon. And the same with Simpsons. Yeah, Simpsons. Oh, mate, that blew my mind. Simpsons and Turtles game. Gauntlet. Turtles game. Tur- the Turtles game. Because yeah. they're basically exactly the same game, weren't they? The, the Simpsons and the yeah. Turtles, like, just re There was a few like, like that. Yeah, by, yeah. Uh, Is it Konar- Konami? Konami yeah. that were like that, yeah. With Dragon player. Quest. But I loved both of them. I, I would, yeah, I'd happily spend a whole fucking day like just playing... Put, putting 20p's into the Simpsons game. Well, that's it. 20p's as well, isn't it? Nowadays, yeah, yeah, yeah. all a quid. They were yeah, 20p yeah. then. Exactly, yeah. Prince of Persia says he was I've got, yeah. The original I've got loads of arcade. I'm, I'm intrigued to know because we all, we're all from the same town, or have all lived in the same town at one point. And we were talking about this on the podcast group, and we we all remember New Street Cafe, right? As uh, but it wasn't really a big. Uh, all I remember it has it had Mortal Kombat in it, and it had like a twenty thirty p. It was either twenty p or thirty p pool table. It had Splatter House. It had two pool tables. Yeah, two pool tables. New Zealand Story, story. Yeah, they? Like, yeah. I remember K Video Shop at the back. Oh yeah, it had Robocop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R Type. Yeah, a, a, brick, a bricklayer that looked like the Cockney out of Alvida's aim, out of Alvida's aim pet. We worked for my dad. Used to go in there and play on all, get all the high scores. And his name, because you know, you put your initials up three. His was Boo B B zero zero. Just came back to me then. Some classics, though. But the feeling of just looking at those machines for the first time and putting that money in and thinking, whoa, imagine having one of these at home. But nowadays, it's also throwaway. You can just get the, all those games and they're just worthless. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and you play them for like two minutes and go, shit. You get souped up PC or whatever and you'll be playing something that they haven't even got the arcades. Arcade games are so different to... It was a different setup now, isn't it? How computers yeah. like... But then arcade games have that thing, that feeling 
uh, it's either the screen they're presented on or I mean it's the surround and being in the arcade there's a thing about being in the arcade well, isn't it's, it it's, compared so, to it's associated with holidays isn't it and exactly fun and, exactly yeah, so yeah. and and, ha- and ha- I've got my my favourite arcade of all time but no actually Barry you started this you t- do your arcade story first. I want to hear Chris's arcade story yes. I'm sure he's got one so I remember um, a game called Narc so it was um, it was like one of those um, games where you got together and beat up the baddies and worked through screen by screen like Streets of Rage and Double Dragon and all the best ones. Um, except every now and again it would just speed up and like the weapons would become like overpowered and and that. And it was fucking just absolutely used to sink my money into that. And they used to have that, I think, at the Crown Cafe. They did. They did. They and did. Th- and that's where you have the special weapon and the red Porsche comes in and fires a rocket launcher. And that's yes. the, that game was the big one on, you know, when they used to have winners don't do drugs and all the games that was made yes, as yeah, part yeah, of that because yeah. it was all like anti-drugs. Win- that whole winners game might not drugs. use drugs, but I suspect they went in there to buy them. Uh, winners, uh, winners always did drugs. I know another yeah. arcade classic from our era as well that would have blown you away as well. Operation Wolf with the yeah. gun. And, and then Operation Thunderbolt, yeah, because yeah, the gun moved, didn't it? It was yeah. like, like yeah. And you've got all the classics like Hang On, Outrun, and After Burn. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, if you've yeah. all seen the same mm. game. And Space Harrier, when you're in the thing, when you're actually in the m- machine. The sp- was it Space Harrier? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, did it, yeah. it didn't move around. <laughs> in my head, it moved around. It's like, well, I've got a couple of lovely stories about oh, please, the uh, New Street Calf. One, what, one is there was a room at the back that just had a mattress on the floor. I wonder what that was for. Maybe for resting. What? Yeah. Uh, like I didn't go in it. That's like a Vietnamese brothel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grubby That's how stairs, I used like, to earn my no 50 condoms. Bs. And the other, the other one was my mate Zach was uh, Ellsbury College doing like some business course, whatever. Um, and there was one of the guys there from New Street Cafe. And then the tutor was like, okay, so does anyone, uh, you know, we're going to talk about job descriptions. So anyone here got a job? And then she's like, you? And he went, yeah, what, what, what do you do? He goes, I work at the New Street Cafe. She goes, okay then. So for you, like, what do you do? You like, give people change and that. Um, you know, serve tea and that. And he goes, okay, so for example, if someone came in and asked for a cup of tea, what would you say? I'd tell him the kettle's broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Crown Cafe had a lot of um, a lot of arcade machines in the back. But uh, if listeners want, if listeners want like a, a business idea um, for uh, after COVID's over, um, so do you remember when someone in our hometown decided to open a... Um, an arcade that you didn't need to have anyone in it. I can't remember. A self-service arcade. So it had uh, a change machine and it had... Uh, it, you look confused. I think it only lasted about a week till someone went in and smashed open all the machines and took all the money out. You're talking about the arcade that we were going to. So the, someone did open up a proper arcade in Aylesbury. No, no, not that one. This is before. This is about 10 that. years before. It was no, no one in it and it didn't have it, cameras. It's where... Um is it not QDs? It's where the other shops is are, that yeah, gym yeah, and all yeah. that. Down the there, bottom down of the high street. Houses there. Yeah, yeah. I went into that and I thought, that's weird. Where is everyone? There's, yeah, there's no, no one in, in there. Yeah. Power drift in there. Because yeah. I remember going in it. Now you say that, I remember actually going in that thinking, where's the guy hmm. that's running it? There's Someone's, no one here? Yeah, no, it was, that uh, was, odd. It was, it was once, a self-service really arcade machine. Memory, and someone did um, serve themselves by smashing up the machines and taking all the money and then it closed. I was just going to say, I have, I've got two favourite arcades, but the one that's most distinctive is like the one at Southwell Pier, and all the arcade machines are one-off machines that have been made. So there's not actual games in regards to like made by Namco or Nintendo or Sega or whatever. They're all just made machines they've come up with. So there's like a a walking machine which you go on there and it's got a dog's lead and you hold this stiff dog's lead and you just put money in and you're just walking the dog and there's like different ones that are all pretty unique and 
they're, they're cool. They're cool machines. Um, and then the second one. Do you get to pick was, up dog shit? I think if you're lucky enough, the chocolate stool. We should make um, an arcade where it's like uh, there's an augmented reality section where you like a bit like a uh, a bit like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger going to Mars and choosing a holiday and just going in there. I could, I could just imagine. Do you mean Total Recall? Yeah, yeah, Total Recall. There's an episode of Rick and Morty where they do that, and there's an arcade machine where he goes in and plays, just does that, just lives out someone's life really mundanely. It's called like Stan's life or okay. something. Yeah. Can we um, do an improv later called Total Retard? Let me bring this podcast back from arcades now then and let's get some structure back in the podcast. Well, this leads on quite nicely, segues quite nicely uh, for any any listeners out there that are new mist or new miss no right new mismatics or new mismatists because uh, on the way uh, here I got some change to use in the cab and I actually found Is that spelled uh, pn no it's just a, an new. n new I thought it was like pneumatic as it was like spelt. yeah it's not though it's okay. just uh, for coin collectors and um, can you say the word again then please new new man, no <laughs> Numenos. Numenos. This is for Numenos. Coin collectors. Coin collectors. Numen, numen, numen. an easier word to say than that. Because um, if, uh, if listeners recall, I found the original, Willi- not the original, but the 2016 William Shakespeare sword um, two-pound coin um, a few months ago, and that's uh, worth uh, hundreds or thousands of pounds. Um, today, I noticed in, in my change that I had a new one. It's a skull with roses in it. Um, and in my change, I got two of them. And if it's got a mint error, it's worth £7,750. But if it's just a normal one, it's a rare one, it's worth 130 quid. I found two on the way over here. So what you've got, you've got nice two £2 one. coins that are worth 260 quid? Probably about £130 quid. Quid each, yeah. Really? Yeah. I've got oh, them right. in my bag. Well, that's fucking... Yeah. That's I've, got five, I've got five other rare... So check your coins if it, if it looks odd. Can you prove this? Well, well, good luck getting the yeah. pub to accept them. Let's have a quick look at the two pound coin, Johnny. <laughs> oh no, that doesn't really no, work I mean, on I the do podcast. Actually, doesn't I... really work on the podcast. Maybe you should look at them after the podcast. Yeah, but you can look finished. it up if you look up. Just look it up. You looking at coins saying, oh yeah. Yeah, no, but, you, but everything we talk about, Barry, it's we, a skull it's, and we, a rose. We, we, we know yeah. we're talking about stuff we've done before. It's stuff that yeah, we've actually looks at. quite cool. Yeah, we, we, you know, you can talk about stuff. You can you, so describe you, what you the coin to life. Describe what the coin looks like. It, well, he already has. Oh, it's a skull. It's, oh, a, it's a skull. Yeah, it's a skull with like a rose. Oh, a rose. A oh, rose right. by the no. It's a skull. I'll describe it perfectly. Okay, three quarter profile. Okay, it's a three quarter profile skull. So it's not a straight on skull. It's not a sideways skull. It's three quarters. Yeah, you know what that looks like. Um, and then with a yeah, with a little rose by the cheek. Talk about stamps next yeah, after this. Do. Yeah, do some stamp <laughs> check. There there's <laughs> the uh, there's the evidence cunt. of the value. Well, no, this podcast is boring. Shut as fuck. up, you man. No, it would have been boring if he didn't have two of the fucking coins that are worth the fucking money, Barry. But he's got two of them, so it's interesting. I was with you, Barry. I was like, what the fuck is this boring cunt going on about? And then it turned out he's got two of the actual coins. <laughs> so yeah, there's, the va- there's the value. <laughs> there's the valuation. Do you want to read out the valuation? Uh, uh, yeah, he's right. Any city prick puts a coin on eBay for seven grand. It's never going to sell. So those I want to know do. what the mint error. So what? Two yeah, no, the one the one for one hundred and thirty hasn't got the mint what does error. It smell like what, does, what, what does mint error mean? That means that oh, they've mint error minted 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 error, incorrectly. An error yeah. was made in the mint. Well, I haven't checked that yet. But <laughs> I take it probably. Were, I'll probably get. I'll no, probably, I, I thought you said error, as in era. Oh, no, no, no. We still use the mint. We don't use the mint anymore. Like yes, but it's worth at least two quid. Gotcha. Let's okay, move on. Well, that's okay. mine now, Johnny. <laughs> coin chat. So we've so far we've talked arcade and coin chat. Let's move on to the next great subject. Let's just see if Chris has any subjects this week. Chris, you got any subjects you want to talk about? What you got up your sleeve? Um, I'm just here. I'm just here along for the ride. Actually, um, I cut my finger in the same place as I cut it 
when my first son was born whilst washing uh, pint glass. So I've got a cut through my scarf from this week. But other than that, I've done nothing. That's very odd. Do you unusual. think there's any hidden meaning behind that other than that you're a clumsy cunt? I think I just get the, the water too hot and then I plunge the, um, the pint glasses in. and I did, a nasty, I did a nasty cut on my left uh, index finger uh, this week and when you put the uh, hand sanitizer on it oh doesn't it sting listeners doesn't it, it sting it does it does it certainly um, reminds the other, you the other thing this week it's uh, that's just reminded me actually about the you know five nights at freddy's yeah the creator of that have you heard that he's had to um well he's retired and he said oh, i have to spend more time with my family and i want to make different games and i'm done this and that and i've made loads of money from it Oh, nice. um, but it's actually on Reddit. It oh, came that out that he's like he's a big donator to Trump, so that's why he's had to reportedly. It's like the guy, the guy who invented Hot Oculus Rift and sold it to Facebook. He's a big Trump supporter as well. But also, I thought it was funny in the week because some, um, it, if you were a Trump supporter and you supported everything he did, it's funny in the week where a reporter asked Putin. She said, "So why do you kill all your opponents?" And yeah, he yeah, didn't that. know how to answer it. And he was all like, uh, uh, yeah, well, the West, what about ism stuff? And she asked him again. And she asked him again. But then and the she... one thing he said was, which is quite telling, he goes, oh, yeah, well, you have a lot of problems in America, in your country. Look, when those people innocently raided the Capitol, one of them got shot and you shoot your own people. So you can definitely tell what side he's on. He's obviously yeah. on the Trumpers' side. like, And you'd think then, wouldn't that wake, wake them up to think, whoa, this guy's basically... If I was a Trumper and I'd heard Putin supporting me, like saying, oh, yeah, I'm on your side, I'd immediately think, fuck, I've been duped. Didn't Straight he, away. Yeah, I thought I he think, just said that they raided the Capitol building. No, he said someone got shot. He goes, oh, an innocent woman got shot, so oh, you shoot okay, your right, own right, people. Right, 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 oh, yeah. Just like you're saying I do yeah, to mine, yeah. you kill your own people. And that reporter, apparent, apparently, she drinks tea that glows in the dark now. Yeah, exactly. That's that doesn't make any sense, right, with the, tr- the Trumpers. Because, yeah, if they would see that Putin supporting Trump, doesn't make any sense. Because, obviously, all that Trump... Uh, supporting Trump rhetoric comes from the comic back the Reagan administration, all the like, anti-commie shit. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. To- total crossover. Total weird. But that's how that's going to be lost on the Trumpers. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, I mean, Trump made they're a, a different big, breed. They're Trump not the same. Made, Trump made a big thing about um, being around strong dictators, and it was actually against his yeah. own allies. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah, Putin, he loves Putin and fucking fatheads. Uh, yeah, but, yeah but the gains the gains that Putin got from Trump were that he's a businessman. He's not purely running a country. He's a businessman, so he would have got gains in fuel and gas and things like this, deals to 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 benefit both sides. Whereas Biden, he's, he's a Democrat and he doesn't want any of that shit. He's not about business. It's about it's about safety. And he is compared to what we have in the UK. Biden would be a right winger. Yeah, definitely. He'd be like, the conservative party. Well, the difference is with the uh, Democrats now in America. There's a lot more progressives in that party pushing it more to the left than it was before, right. more than Hillary Clinton's. Because Bernie Saunders said that when he was with Hillary Clinton, she just tolerated him. She didn't like him at all. But in yeah. Biden's administration, he's more accepted, his ideas and how he's working, like Elizabeth Warren and all those people in AOC, like pushing yeah. to the left. But let's so move... But did Bernie Saunders do a double act with French? Let's move on from I politics. I think it's Sanders, isn't it? Yeah. And the I just, like, if we're talking, just to sum up on the, uh, I think Otto von Bismarck said it best when he said, God has a special providence for fools, drunkards and the United States of America. Bang on this subject. Like we always say, some of them go quick, some of them go slow. This is one of Johnny's ones. What would you have written on your gravestone? 
Who wants to go um, first? Love me when I least deserve it because it's when I really need it. Uh, I told you I was Illmatic. Oh, same as Spike Milligan. No, he didn't say Illmatic, yes, did he? He's, he's, he's mixed Spike, Spike Milligan with a oh, bit of Nas there, yeah. Very cool, Johnny. <laughs> I just thought of it then because I forgot I wrote that down there. Uh, I'll, I'll say uh, mine will be I wanted I wanted fucking safety dance at my as my uh, song not the bill Barry that'll be on my tombstone I wanted I wanted safety dance <laughs> as my funeral song not the bill comma theme, Barry theme from the bill not the theme from the bill comma Barry assume, yeah, that's if I if I know I'm going before back like before Barry then that's what I'll put on it uh, I'd have uh, NASA written on mine what nice and safe attitude. <laughs> you could you could have where's that bell I asked for you remember they used to have the little bell for people that were um, buried alive but yeah uh, yeah so talking of that getting buried right I've decided I'm not, I don't want to get buried right uh, I've uh, I know it's, well, it sounds definitely stupid. not before you're dead well no the, I've, got, I've suddenly got this thing within me that I want to be definitely want to be cremated and have ashes because Na- I'm not natural, claustrophobic natural burial ground up the road no, yeah, no. I don't want to be. I don't want to be under. I don't want to be anywhere. If, if suddenly, as you say, the old thing where they used to get buried alive and people yeah. are like, ah, scratching. If you get coffin. cremated, you're definitely not coming. I know back. that's less like. I know science is good enough these days that they'll they'll know you're dead before you you get Why, buried. You know, if you get cremated, they they can now turn your ashes into a diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Barry could have it put into his head like little Uzi Vert. You yeah. know, he had that diamond inserted <laughs> in his forehead. What well, me put into his yeah, forehead? Into yeah, into his yeah. forehead. So you I can mean, keep an eye. You can keep an eye on him. Now, that, I mean, if if. But uh, hoping I live to an old age, so we're about eight, say we're in our eighties. So Barry's going to get this done in his eighties. See that he might end up getting killed by me in the procedure of getting the diamond put oh, in his head. Oh, uh, what's the the white rapper with the funny hair and he's got toes all over his face? They've all got toes uh, over his face, and he plays the guitar sometimes. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. No, no, a new one. I can't remember his name, but oh, apparently he's had Kazuzi Vert had the diamond in his forehead. He's now got diamond fangs, so he could, he could have one diamond tooth of you. Yeah, he could. But yeah, but, but uh, the, the idea of burial fucking scares the shit out of me. Even though I know you've left your body and everything, but the, I just got this thing in my head about my soul somehow just being attached to my body still, and that I get this thing of being like uh, locked what, in. And what about a Tibetan not being able to move? I, I don't even think, though my spirit's. I don't gone. think it will scare the shit out of you when you're dead. I uh, think it's just about, while you're alive. Because well, no, uh, you, you like drones. <laughs> well, no, this is what I'm saying. You, you, your idea of the afterlife is completely different to mine. So this is a big subject that we yet to talk about. Because you like, um, yeah, I was going to say, because you like drones, you could have a Tibetan sky burial. <laughs> yeah well I'd prefer that I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd well, that's rather... being ripped apart by hawks yeah, w- waking it? up during that would be as horrific as being buried I'd be crop dusted by Concorde or the fastest plane yeah that's like, going to be uh, that's going to be difficult we'll to arrange <laughs> what about yeah, a drone uh, why don't we just put your ashes in a drone and chuck I'm it saying in the bin is, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more about cremation now than buried I used to think buried but no cremated pickled that's the way ahead it's two different sides of it you're taking up space in the ground but then someone can come and visit you there's something there there's something physical there to come yeah, and no, visit but you yeah. could do that you can have ashes but then yeah you can still have that anyway you could have a, memori- a picture of you somewhere to get someone to like do a really good graffiti of you on a wall somewhere a Banksy get a Banksy of you on a wall somewhere not Banksy that's, that's crass something cool you know what I mean something new and cool Derivative. not something so tried Na- and tested natural burial ground Look. Oh, mine would say, uh, "Here lies Ben. Rest in peace." <laughs> you're not, you're not going to narrow it down and put a surname in. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no Ben names. in brackets. Barry walks. Yeah. So is that here, the, here lies Ben? One of the one of the eight you knew. Is that all? You got anything to say about the afterlife? Because you could be putting a um, <laughs> no. What about the afterlife? afterlife? No, that's not about the afterlife. That's just about burial. Greg, you, you could be putting, we'll you could be putting a biodegradable sack, and then they grow a tree out of you. 
Oh, that's yeah. Like you that, could yeah. be put in a green bin, then when the dustmen come, they just chuck <laughs> you in the back of the bin lorry. That's better than being buried, Barry. That's still that's spreading my ashes around. Like uh, the councillor doing it for me. We could have you stuffed f- and mounted. That's it. I think stuffed. Not, nothing just to do with you being dead. We just could have you stuffed and mounted. Ashes in the bin, and then the council will spread your ashes like Talking all over the place. Dead bodies. I saw something on YouTube just a little a while ago, but I um didn't realise what it was. But it was a Death Stranding two trailer. So if you type in Death Stranding 2, you'll see the trailer for it. But apparently it's going to be a completely different game from the first one. But the trailer is a giant human body that's been washed up on a beach. It's like a dark And then Gulliver's everyone's like hanging around it and climbing on it, Gulliver's Travels. And then it's slowly rotting away. And people oh, are graffiti. Cool. It looks really... The graphics look amazing. No, really it's, interesting. It's really well done. Check it out. Death yeah, Stranding CGI 2 trailer. Is like, it's, you know, when you're like, oh, you can't tell the difference. Between the, it's only when you see close-ups of their faces that you can tell, oh, yeah, it's... It's CGI, yeah. Um, but yeah it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Not sure if the ladies that listen will probably want to look into Death Stranding 2 trailer, but for all the fellas out there, they do. It's it got up. a giant cock in it. They should make a film with a naked <laughs> giant female washing up on the beach. Okay, so that's the end of our um, graveyard headstone chat. We could talk about afterlife, but none of us have been there you yet. You could get so. buried in a massive giant fanny <laughs> well, that's washed the, up that's on the, the beach. That's the conversation, Barry. It's all, it's all conjecture. It's so all, let's uh, move on from that to philosophy. And let's start with Greg. He likes to talk, so let's let him talk. Let's talk Greg's philosophy. Desire for learning or experience? Something I wrote down drunkenly. Oh, well, let's move on then. Uh, no, no, it, it, okay. was, it, was, it was something. I think that it was along the lines of when you're young, um, you're, you don't, you're not bothered about learning anything. You're just looking for experience. And in love. And then, but when you get to a certain point, you go... You're like, oh, you've had your experiences and you're like, well, I can't make the most of them now because I'm a bit fucking old. And then you start learning. It's, it's, it's like I've got a thirst for knowledge now. I'm like, oh, you're wanting to learn about all the stuff that I, I fucked up in school. You know what I mean? And But you can't, it's not something you can- Fingering. T- <laughs> I'm so rubbish at fingering in school. I, I know what I'm doing now. No, um, but it's, I was saying like bringing up a kid, you could say, you could say to him, until you're blue in the face, like, stay in sc- like, school's important, don't learn your thing, learn your subjects. Do, do. You can, kids you will can learn. tell kids not to hold their breath till you're blue in the face. Kids will learn at their own fucking rate. It's really weird. Can I just say something? I imagine you bringing up a kid. I always imagine it like Danny, champion of the world, and you're like his dad in a caravan. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. And you live in a caravan with a kid, and you're like teaching him all these Is it little, Jeremy Irons? weird little crooked yeah. ways of doing shit. That's weird. That's similar, because I, 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 I always imagine him bringing up a kid like a cat with grass. <laughs> <laughs> I um I so last year um, when Zing? the lockdown was briefly lifted, I went to Thorpe Park with my son for his birthday, and um, it was a really mad day um, because all the restrictions were in place. There was face masks. It just felt it was one of those times where you're like, oh, is this just going to be how it goes on forever? And it looks so meaningless with like thousands of people all corralled into the same areas. Yeah, we don't want to open the rest of the park because more people were mixing a broader space. It was really stupid. But um, we we had to go for something to eat. And he said, Dad, what have you just done to your drink there? And what I'd done is I got a can of beer and dropped it in my carton, then put the lid on it and I had my straw going into the can of beer as I was walking around. I was like, son... You know, I, I don't advise you doing this, but this is a sneaky little trick your dad does. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, I think you should follow the rules and you've got to drive us home, Dad. <laughs> Didn't drop a rapid speed in there. Do you, do you do the extra clever trick and leave the ice in the bottom of the uh, the cup that you put the... Yeah, keeps the beer cold. It keeps it cold. 
Did, sorry, did, so your son told you, like, you've got to drive us home, Dad. He was being... Is that what you said? So, so, so learning or experience. Yeah, uh, yeah, so and that's take, the last time I saw him. Ta- well, he's, he's, he's grown up quick. Crashed so he, he might actually, he might have got to a stage where he's going to learn for himself. Like, so, like, Didn't you get him to drive home if you were pissed? Yeah, it's about time he learned to drive. Chris, I did, Chris, every time. Chris, that's what I do. I just have to steer it. He can do the gears. And I think Chris has brought him up exactly right. My way of parenting would be would be to do that, would be like, look, I'm a fucking idiot. You're going to regret when you don't know stuff. The, st- yep. the shit you're, you think you don't want to know about now, when you're my age, it'll be really fucking cool to know it. Believe me, you, you'll want to know it. Everyone will think you're the coolest cunt in the world. And that's what I'd say to my kid. I just tell my kids that everyone dies. And there's that, I mean, yeah. And there's, and there's that as well. Your kid not learn to talk till the age of 12. <laughs> It'd know a lot of words though when it finally got one out. The thing, the thing is, if I, if I was going to design a conversational cul-de-sac, I wouldn't put so many roundabouts in it, would you? That was zing later. Don't worry about it. Good words, Johnny. Ding. <laughs> how do you make the perfect cup of tea? So I'm going to tell you guys how you make the perfect cup of tea. Now, I never used to be a tea drinker. I was a big coffee head. But now I've started getting into my teas again. And I'm not only talking like your Yorkshire's, your PG, nothing fancy. Yeah. Builders brew. I don't do the herbals. So I'm going to tell you guys how you make the perfect cup of tea, the lazy man's guide to the tea, and then see if you disagree or you agree with me. Tea, tea. And I'm going to do a little tea wrap as well. Uh, so I'll tell you, then I'll do the wrap, then I'll let you guys talk. So what I do is I'm lazy. So tea bag in, milk in over tea bag. Oh, no. Now a lot of people. Oh, no. You can disagree with me in a minute. Uh, so first you put the tea bag in, then you pour the milk in. Now the reason you do the milk on the no, tea no, bag that's the most retarded thing. You can tell you don't drink tea much, mate. You can tell you're a coffee guy. Uh, okay, thanks. So the reason you do that is because I'm, uh, I've got a Breville one cup. Now it's not like a normal kettle where you have to wait for it I'm to boil. I'm a uh, retard. You can't use that word. It's not like a normal kettle where you have to uh, wait. You can. <laughs> Scott Bakula did in Quantum Leap. Yeah, in, in 1988. <laughs> so, go on, Ben. Yeah. Tell us how you make tea. So, yeah, the reason you put the milk in over the tea bag is because I've got a Breville one cup where you press the button and the hot water just comes out. Oh, nice. So, what you don't want to do is put the tea bag in, then you've got to wait in the kitchen, then you've got to put the milk in. No, milk, tea bag, bang. Beam, all the water comes out. And then you mix the tea bag really hard against the edges. You push it, and you make the same kind of cup of tea as you would normally. That, I, th- I think I think the auditor was just about to say, and you had a go at my coin segment. <laughs> no, this is good. The, I want to know how it The absolute golden rule with tea is how long you you leave the tea bag. To, steep it. To steep. How long do you steep it for? But never put the milk in first. But my my dad went mental when I put sugar in with the water because he goes, it'll take some, when you take the bag out, it takes some of the sugar. Well, it's, it's negligible. But never put the milk in first. I don't have, I don't have sugar in my tea these days. So yeah, I'd say, the sugar going wrong yeah. there as well because tea, I think coffee needs a little bit of sugar, me personally. But then some people think uh, like black coffee as well. Oh, Chris I, is shaking his head. I like, I like, because no, you have you have straight coffee, don't you? I love, I love yeah. black, black, black coffee. But black tea, coffee you straight tea as well? The reason you have... Uh, yeah, straight yeah, tea. I'm straight, I'm straight tea, but I need a little bit of sugar in coffee. Not the, loads. The not reason like most people or, have coffee is because it's actually bitter. So by putting milk in it, you're sweetening it. So, you know, it's like, it's like dark chocolate. You don't buy dark chocolate and eat it with a, with a piece of milk chocolate, do you? You, you buy it because it's bitter. Well, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. Uh, the only t- dark chocolate I tolerate is in Vianetta because it's with the vanilla I ice got cream. S- I got some Wu Tang Clan coffee the other day from Hideout we'll Coffee Company. It. We're no, tea, it's coffee, it's tea. Yeah. yeah. But sorry, you said yeah. about coffee. Okay, I'm yeah. just saying I got some the other day. It reminded me I need to try it. 
Can I, just, oh, I just want to do my tea, my tea method, okay? So, same as Barry's, but obviously not the fucking milk, okay? So, your tea bag goes in, you pour the water, you pour, you pour your water in, so there's about maybe 20 mil left at the top for milk, like left there. Um, you let the bag steep by itself for a bit, do, 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 do. But then, yeah, you leave it for a bit, but then you help on its way. Then you get a teaspoon. Then, you, as you say, you crush the tea bag against the side of the cup. Then you pick it up and you fold it in on itself, crushing it against the spoon, squeezing the pure fucking tea juice out of it. Then you've got a nice strong tea and then you put a big dollop of milk in it and make it terracotta looking. Until you just pour milk until it looks terracotta and then boom, that's your perfect fucking tea. I feel like Danny in Danny the Champ of the World in the caravan and you're the dad telling me about how to make a cup of tea. That could almost be in the Royal Doll book. Do you feel more... How do you poison the squirrels, Dad? I was, just, I was thinking, do you feel more vulnerable at the tea bag stage or when you put the shaft in? The shaft? I think you should be, yeah, because I suppose you could still live without your bollocks. But I think the squatting down with the balls is the most vulnerable part. Because you've got your teapot open, haven't you? Oh, you're talking about putting your testicles in another person's mouth. What oh, are you talking nice. about? I think we, I think I, I've got a shaft thing I put in my tea. Yeah. Well, I think we can all agree that uh, we're never going to agree on how to make the perfect... <laughs> it's a laugh, isn't it? Oh, no, I think, I think most of us agree that you're a spastic and you put the milk in first. You're not allowed to use that word. I think we're all... Retard, can sorry. All agree... All right, <laughs> scope. You're a scope. You're a scopey. Whatever's acceptable scope in bastard. You're, we, you're on the spectrum. I think we can all agree that we're never going to agree sentence, about how we can make the perfect cup of tea. So let's just move move on yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, let's talk about Roald Dahl uh, Roald, talk about is that, Danny is that, Roald Dahl's, is that Roald Dahl's brother yeah Roald Dahl Roald Dahl, Roald Dahl. so if Roald, Roald Dahl was still writing books today what kind of stuff do you reckon he'd write about because the thing is he was at very anti-semitic wasn't he famously really, so really really <laughs> really <laughs> I don't think that's where you were going guys really quick anecdote his sister made me a cup of tea in her kitchen in Haddenham in the in the early 90s Roldar's nice. sister made me a cup of tea in the kitchen. What was her name? I can't fucking remember. I just remember Sophie Lies. walking through the kitchen and then I see her on no. TV one day doing cookery shows. I'm inclined to believe you. Her first name was Lentil. Sophie That's his granddaughter, not his yes. sister. Jesus what, fucking Christ. Oh so, so you think Roldar was our age? <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Roald Dahl's knocking out all these books. Do you think he had a time machine, or, Let me or do you think that. he was just knocking out the books Roald as we were Dahl's growing up? sister used to live in Haddenham. We were sitting in her kitchen having a cup of tea, which she made. And while we were sitting there, Sophie walked through the Sorry. kitchen and out the front door. Got ya. Twenty years later, I realise who it is when she's on a cookery show. Sorry, mate. I, I didn't hear that bit. I thought you'd mixed up Sophie Dahl. I thought you thought Sophie Dahl was Roald Dahl's sister. Sorry. Have you, heard the, have you read the Roald Dahl, the second Roald Dahl? So the first one is about a boy or something like that, and the second one I think no, is no, called Taking Flight. That's by Nick Hornby about a boy. The interrupting no, joke no. thing. So I'll let it out. Anyway, no, the in, two books. It. One was, one was about welcome. that, something about him being a boy. The second one was like Taking Flight or something, and it's about his experiences in the Second World War. Fucking phenomenal. Well, they're like the story of um, the Nazis invading Greece and like the, the British um, RAF, all they had was something like, I don't know, seven Spitfires against the whole fucking Wehrmacht. And what they did is they just fly up. They couldn't do radio to radio. They didn't have um, radar on there. They could do radio to radio, so they'd get tracked down. So they'd be flying up carrying out sorties and then just going fuck it and then trying to hide the plane in a field or somewhere and try and work out they used to, to hide back. messages in carrots didn't they at night speaking 
Speaking probably. Of- so, so what he did. So uh, quickly. So what the some of the accusations about anti-Semitism come from that because it, he writes in that about when he flies over, they have to go over the Vichy area of Syria. You know, Vichy France, France-controlled part of the Middle East. Went over there and um, on the away from Greece, obviously, and then away from the Ottomans. Went down and had to land in Palestine, and there. There's a really good story about how he 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 landed in these olive groves, and he was like shit because there was planes like searching around. So he starts putting bushes, and this old Jewish man comes out with olive gro- out the olive groves with all these children, and they cover the plane. And then he says some co- some of the lines in his autobiography from there. It's like if only they knew what was gonna. Because they were talking about how kind the Palestinian people were in terms of letting them come right. and, and seek Sorry. solace. And he was like, yeah, so I don't know if he's had some anti-Semitic stuff. Well, no, he probably just noticed that the, the Israelis were being cunts to the Palestinians back then. And yeah, and it was just, that's, that's probably it. Because you can take, sometimes, you, I mean, when the Israelis have got all the, the tanks and everything and the Palestinians are just throwing rocks, sometimes you do go, well, come on, Israel. Israelis, that's a bit harsh, but it doesn't I mean just, you're anti-Semitic. I just looked up, um, I looked it up just to a fact check. Roldal's sister, uh, first name was actually Red Lentil. And it turns out that Roldal's yeah. surname was, his, uh, his, he named him, his pen name was Dahl, but his maiden name was Oates. Right. Okay. So I, I get the, the Red Lentil Dahl, that'll be a curry, yeah? Yeah, yeah very good. And roll, okay. rolled Oates. Good pun. So, nice. If, so as I was saying, so for the modern age, some of these stories would be a lot different to I'll they are it. now. And I'll give you a couple of examples of how I think the stories would have changed for our modern age, the modern youth who is writing them today. So some of the same books, I know they're timeless, his stories, but I feel if you'd have written them today, they'd have a little bit of a twist in. And I think you guys could probably put your heads I've together. I've got an idea. Charlie in the Amazon warehouse. Well, I was going to say that. I think you guys could put your heads together and come up with some other ones you'd like you just did there, Greg. So I think the BFG, a big friendly giant, would be more have more of an edge to it. The big than friendly paedophile. The Wests. <laughs> Instead of the Twits. <laughs> nice. And Danny Champion of the World would be more with Danny getting a job in Tesco, stealing stuff for his dad. He still lives in a caravan, stealing stuff for Greg, his dad. Shoplifting for his dad is on Universal Credit. Can you guys think of any other Royal Dole books that would what make about, today? What uh, about Charlie and the Drugs uh, Swoop? Nah, I think that'd be George's, George's Marvellous County Lines uh, operation. James and the gen- Genetically Modified Peach. It's got to be Genetically Modified because it's massive. Uh, uh, the Fantastic... Uh, fantastic Mr. Urban Fox, Fantastic Mr. Urban Crack Fox. So he's like got a crack habit and Gen- everything. Gentrified. He's, he's doing like, and he's doing like little like little things around town. He's riding around the bike and doing little deals here and there. Like those are great. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I've got there's more. Oh, you got some more? Yeah, we'll think of every Roald Dahl book. The DMT. Anyway, so there's some great Roald <laughs> Dahl. Matilda's a crack whore. It's, it's all going to be crack um, and sex and drugs, but there's some great Roald, Roald Dahl. Dahl. The bitches, the bitches. The bitches. What? Right. Let's take a down. Cr- I've forgotten all the Roald Dahl books. Uh, oh, Roald Dahl, the twats. What? What? what, what Barry, maybe you, you should get your phone out and get them up, and then mate, you could go through them. Couldn't but you? you brought this up, and then you're still trying to fucking I've just got loads of subjects, yeah, no, mate. Not, hundreds. It's, it's not a fucking. It's, it's not a race. It's quality, not quantity, Barry. Exactly. And that's why I'm going to bring you some more quality now. So we've Charlie had an email. We can come back to Roald Dahl when I think of another one. You can do a Roald Dahl live on stage at the end. What about Tales of the Infected? I've, uh, that's yeah. quite good you for now. I've got, uh, Thank you very much. Old old books. I can't fucking remember any of them. We've had an email in. What, just, about, just, just, what, what about George's marvelous? There we go. Now? George's marvelous. Yeah, George's. Oh, marvelous. I did that. 
George's marvelous vaccine. So or, you're not that uh, funny as that you think you are. This is proof that you lot aren't as funny no, as you think you no, are. No, we, we haven't got as good a memory as we thought we had. We can't remember all of Voldal's books. So we've had an email in. So let me read this email out to <laughs> move on to this. So we've had an email in. You're not as good at fucking another, moving on. Another, as you think another you are. great endorsement for the podcast. Yeah, these unfunny wankers. Every time you try and move on, I'll, I'll bring it back. So yeah, you're getting better though, guys. <laughs> Just edit that bit out. <laughs> We've had an email in from uh, an ex-James Bond girl. So that's weird, because at the beginning you said we hadn't had any emails. Well, we've just had one now. This oh, has come good. straight in. This is an email from an ex-James Bond girl called Jane Wilkinson. Now, listen to this, guys. You're going to love this. Sounds so good. she was an extra in the background of Casino Royale, okay? Mm. And we've asked her about her experiences on set. So we had this email in the week. The new week. one or the old one? So we had this email in, uh, in the week. It the was new the one. new one. Uh, it's a new one it's not an old one so she's an extra and she not was the in the background of Casino it. Royale the new one with Daniel Craig okay oh, cool. yeah. um, just check just clarifying for the listener so I was asking her uh, what it was about because I wanted to know what it's like being an extra and she said she did one day on set she didn't meet Daniel Craig she said it was a lot of waiting around and she had to be pretend to be pouring a drink uh, she said you can see her in the background behind Mads Nicholson for about five seconds in the actual film it was a great experience but I said to her what an honour that is to be able to say you're a Bond girl because obviously you can say you're a Bond girl if you're an extra. So my question for you fellas is, if you could be an extra in any film in history, which one would you choose and what would you be doing in the background? So if you were an extra in any film, what film would you like to be in and what would you be doing more importantly? importantly, What would you be doing? I'd have to say if I could pick any film and I could be doing anything, I'd have to say Ladies in Lavender and only be on the the screen for like a half a second and I'd be drinking a a fake old-timey beer and smoking a fake old-timey cigarette just for half a second with a fake moustache. Um, you can't really tell it's me. Um, that would be my ideal role in a, in a film that no one's heard of called Ladies in Lavender that no one's interested in watching. Um, yeah, that would be my perfect role. Finding Nemo. I want to be uh, one of the Zulus in Zulu. A ginger Zulu, that would be amazing. Just for oh, the day, type, mate. Typecast again. <laughs> oh, is that ginger Zulu again? He's always, he's always a ginger Zulu. He right? looks like a Duracell battery. Whenever there's a black army, there's always that ginger guy. I wouldn't have minded. I'd say, mine was a joke, obviously, because uh, that was an actual extra job I did for the movie yeah. Ladies in Lavender, directed by Charles Dance, starring Judy Dench and Maggie Smith, who I didn't get to meet either, but I did meet Daniel Brühl and Clive Russell, and Natasha McElhone. Daniel Brawl's now an established actor who's in Inglorious Bastards, Rush, and lots of other things. Um, and he's in the, the Mentalist on Netflix, which is a series, which is quite good. Yep. And I was just going to say, I think from uh, Chris's, uh, I over edgelord that one. Uh, but I would say Saturday Night Fever, I'd like to be in the background when he's doing his famous dance and dancing sort of out of time, looking a bit awkward. I'd love to be in the French Connection, that 1970s movie, in a phone box, just on the phone in the background, and you can see Gene Hackman there. Then you look yeah. in the background, there's a guy with like a trilby-ish hat, oh, yeah. uh, a trench coat, and he's just like a briefcase, and you're just like looking round on the phone. That would be cool. Just like left and right, that'd be amazing. You know, you know that film where what's his face is stuck in a telephone box for the whole film. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Phone yeah. booth. I would love it if Barry just walked up and just was like looking in the phone box phone for a second. Phone booth, isn't <laughs> Keith, Keith Sutherland's on the other end of the phone, isn't he? Yeah. Lying the witch in the wardrobe. I say, that's with not a bad, on, With a coat hanging off me. It's not bad, actually. I saw that in the cinema. I wouldn't have gone to cinema to see it, but yeah. I wouldn't, in hindsight, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> um, extra, okay. I would have liked to have been... Uh, Anything in the Men in Black franchise, I suppose. <laughs> I maybe, what, I, maybe a bouncer. I would, I would have liked to have actually been seen in Men in Black. Men in Black International was a load of shit, obviously, but I was paid to be an extra in that as a bouncer 
in a particular scene and in my head I was going to be doing the stunt scene yeah my face was going to be yes I could, it was going to be an extra thing where well, I, I think could go your, no, your input added to the excitement of the stunt doubles none of us were in it none, no, none of the bouncers <laughs> were in it like I think they actually used the previous people anyway so me and the other guy weren't used at all but was then, it a real nightclub but then they they just had you only working. saw like an arm you only saw an arm of I saw the scene where I was the street I definitely saw the street that I, I was yeah, yeah. there <laughs> I was on uh, eating pistachios and everything because I was getting really into it as well at this part I was like ch- pretending to chew gum looking over everyone's heads going yeah not tonight love and I'm not even fucking no groups, even- <laughs> no groups of lads no groups of lads no trainers I don't yeah. care if you are Jamiroquai and uh, yeah so uh, it would be nice to be in that but obviously that wouldn't be the best thing it'd be good to be in something like Star Wars or well, not the new ones obviously do you think it was your arm um 50, I mean, are you going to no, update your? Are you going to update your IMDb? No, it just... wasn't because it was the guy stood on the right and I was stood on the left. So yeah. Um, do you know you said about a little trilby? Well, today when I was driving through town, I spotted this guy walk past me, and he had a tiny little purple hat on his head. This is honest. This is true, right? So he's a bloke who looks like he's just fallen out of like River Island or something like that, wearing very effeminate trousers with little boater shoes. Did he have a chip on his girlfriend, his name? No, he didn't. But what he was, he was walking next to a really good looking, but angry looking girl. And I was thinking, has he done that? Is that a fashion thing? Or is that he's in trouble? So she's like, you've got to wear that tiny hat for the rest of the day, you dickhead. Because it was about the size of um, like an egg cup and just... <laughs> Maybe Bad. maybe he's got a, like he's got a, a complex about having a pin head, so he's like, oh, I think my head looks fucking tiny, so he's got a, an extra small hat tiny to make his hat. head look bigger. I don't know. Or he's got a bump on his head that he's ma- just ma- covered over. <laughs> yeah. ma- just, maybe the alternative was to be walked uptown with a dog lead on, so he chose the small hat. That was less. He's got electrodes on his balls, and she keeps pressing the button. Uh, I think the name for a hat of that size is a fascinator. Do you reckon real comedy comes from a place of intense pain and suffering? Uh, sometimes. Trauma plus time equals comedy. We all know this. Not not with you, no, because you, I don't think you've... Yeah, there's not I enough... I don't think you've had any. I don't there's think not you, enough time. <laughs> I, don't think you drew, I don't think you draw the place like from there. Oh, well, then check this but out. But you are sometimes funny. So here's a new superhero I've been thinking of and working all week. He's called Chris Mann, and he fires crisps from his hands. Like he can We've just done this. Fire them, have we? No, okay. we haven't. Yeah. No, yeah, he hasn't done I Chris remember Man, Chris I Man. I don't remember Chris. Oh, do you? Oh. Yeah, we I were remember on it. Chris Man. Oh, there's some new so well. Okay, are you not? Are you not meant to be introducing this as the next bit like shit? Yeah, <laughs> no, are we not meant to be introducing this as the next bit like super, uh, shit superheroes? Yeah, we yeah. could do. But he says we've done it, so maybe no, we should. No, no, oh, we haven't. Done well, Chris thought... Man definitely done. Oh, Chris right, well, Man. we haven't done shit super. We haven't gone. Oh, like, sorry, sh- we'll move on. To I just thought of a new superhero. His name's Cape Fear, and he's got a cape, and he's scared of everything. That's good. Okay, we'll move on to this subject. Um, well, I wanted, uh, this is cool. Yeah. Who can, this is Let's a, get through it. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, do you want to talk go, superheroes? Go, go, go with everyone in the room, not like just what you're fucking saying. If I was doing your reading shit out, if, if I was desperately trying to move on and two other people wanted to talk about something, I'd go with that. But not only because he said we finished on. doing it. No, we ain't, I don't remember <laughs> fucking talking about Chris Man for starters. You so like I'm, Chris I'm happy, Man. I'm happy to talk about... I think oh, Maybe we did. Okay, okay, just maybe, another maybe one. Maybe I vaguely remember it. But we haven't talked about all the others. I just thought... Added to this fucking thing. I don't add to the group very often, but when I do, 
then it's not something that I've said before. Oh, might, sometimes it might have been. But no, I just, <laughs> I just thought of another, you know, like a street level, you know, like um, Iron Man and Power Fist, a sort of street level duo. They're called Block and Tackle. One of them um, is sort of like square shaped and he can block things and the other one's got massive bollocks. <laughs> So this is good. And Barry's like, oh God, I don't care for what Johnny's saying. I just want to move on. I wanted to talk about Chris, man. Chris says we've already talked about Chris, man. I know, but so I thought you were really talking about to, it. I thought that was part of the shit superhero thing. No, so I thought we were Chris, it was the whole Chris, man okay. universe. So you're going to come back to shit superhero thing? No. no what about gone. salty snacks, man? And um, he just makes people drink more in pubs. With a peanut, so brother. This is good. Keep, keep going. <laughs> I had... The sensitive shins and knees, man. And so what he does, is he just picks up tr- trouble from like for other superheroes. So he's he's actually useless himself, but he knows when trouble's coming. So he, <laughs> here's one you'll be able to relate to. Feels to, it for his knees. Here's and one you'll be able to relate to tomorrow uh, when you come working with me, Greg. Uh, Sandman. He just goes to a house and does sanding until I give him a lift home. <laughs> He sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. I hope he's got hope mask man's with I've, got, him. I've also got he's also got an electric sander so he could go a Chris, bit quicker. I've got, I've got, got anything I've got to say about ruining this whole thing, but you didn't actually because you saved it because we've already talked about it. God. I've got another one. His name's Sensitive Teeth Man. He, does, he hasn't got any powers, but he looks a bit like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. He's like, you look a bit like Clint Eastwood. My, my what about down. Sickle Bell? And every time he gets hit, he falls apart. If you ring... Ring it, uh, it doesn't work. Does it? <laughs> um, um, I was going to say Weeble Man, but we was, I was driving along today with um, the girl that, or the lady that I work with, and we saw these two big fat people, and a uh, fat man and a fat woman, and uh, she said uh, we call them the Weebles because, uh, but they've got the, they've got a husky, which is one of the dogs that needs the most exercise, and I said but they can fall over, <laughs> down, they can fall down. Yeah. Oh, right. Can you edit that bit out and then just put in that? Yeah, yeah. Who can do the best impression of Kevin Webster from Coronation Street? So this is the big one. Who can do the impression? We know that you can all do impressions. Kevin Webster, Coronation Street. I'll kick it off. Sally, I need a hand with the car. I've got to get Sally Sally down the school for two o'clock. I'm coming up with the car. I've got to get them two cars in the garage. I'm thinking of buying the garage. Sally, okay. you got to help me. I've got some lunch and I'm in a bit of bother. That's my Kevin okay. Webster. Sally, I can't believe we named our daughter Sally. Uh, it's just weird. <laughs> uh, look, I've got to take Sal. I know. I, uh, look, I didn't, choose, I didn't call uh, her Sally. Look, you, you came up with the name Sally. Anyway, I've got to take her to school. Well, mine um, is an early uh, Kevin Webster when he had the tash and someone's just brought a car in and he's been broadsided and he wants to get a quote and he kneels down, looks at it and goes, ooh. Oh, very good. Oh, oh that's, that's good. You got any Webster, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> it's when he gets <coughs> pleurisy. <coughs> he has to leave the, leave the garage. Uh, oh, my, my chest. I'm going to have to go to Rovers to Rovers. Lubricate. <laughs> that is it. Uh, do you want to do your Kevin Webster? He's doing. Oh, Ke- wow. Auditor's got nothing to say. <laughs> no Kevin Webster. This is He's, a surprise. I think, uh, the, I think the auditor is doing uh, Kevin Webster when he wasn't on it. I, f- I forget the actor's name, but if I, from memory, I think he's got a higher voice than me. So that's why I went yeah, like, yeah, Sally, yeah, Sally, yeah. So Sally. yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. But I don't think it's quite. I don't think I did it just him justice. To be fair, I don't. Yeah, does he? 
he's a bit of a. I think he's got a Scouse twang, hasn't he? To his, well, yeah, it's man, his mank it's, accent. They're mank. Yeah, it's a manky Scouse. Yeah, I that's would, what I was going for. But I came out. Mine was a bit more Scouse. I wouldn't have guessed it. The actor's name is Michael Lavelle. Lavelle, is it? Yeah, Lavelle. Right. He's like the Ian so, Beale of Coronation Street. He, he, he kind, he is, he kind yeah. of is now, isn't he? Yeah. Sons yeah. Jake Webster and Jack Webster. Although he's not, because I don't think he's the only. Oh no, he's not, is he? Oh, no, he's, not um, original, he's not an original. Ken and Deirdre. Yeah, it's yeah. Ken Barlow. Yeah, yeah. He's the NBA. Yeah, he's the NBA because yeah, because who's been the there from the episode, beginning? Yeah, do you yeah, think? Yeah. Do you think it's weird that they named the son Jack and Jake, whereas Jay comes before K in the alphabet? They should probably That's call him Liam. And... To say about Kim Marsh, she used to go out with Jack in EastEnders, didn't she? Yes, and then, yes, it. Ju- and yeah. then she went out, and then she's now in Coronation Street, though, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, she was. I think she's left now. She does uh, consumer affairs shows. Jack, Jack Ryder. Jack Ryder, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, great, some great impressions of Kevin Webster there. I hope the listeners enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, Mother Allison and Father Bill, and uh, his date of birth is the third of September, nineteen sixty-five. Uh, these Lavelles and some great facts. No, no, the, in the in the program, oh, some great Webster facts there. So, moving what on about to James Lavelle. He was a producer, wasn't he? Yeah, what happened to him? He ran away from me once. But Johnny scared everyone in the the hip-hop community. No, I was with... um, Is that Mowax? I was with Big Ted. Yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah. a documentary Big Ted and Shorty Blitz I tried to download that documentary called The Man from Mowax is that about James LaBelle yeah I don't like to watch it but I tried to download it I can't find it it's quite hard to get was it on Mowax but is that sort of he started Mowax yeah yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's called The Man from Mowax Um, so let's move on to the next subject of this week apart from Kevin Webster some great impressions I got banned from Mr Bongo's for being rude to James LaBelle that's what and then he ran away just a little factoid were you drunk yeah, hammered. We were waiting. Kitchen was late, so we all sat in the pub. And then I said, "Right, six points in. I'm going to go and get him." So I was watching some 1980s adverts the other day, and there was an advert for the Renault Zoe, and it was this kid stood outside his parents' house, and they were dangling some keys at him, and his parents had brought him his first car, and his first car was the Renault Zoe. Uh, so my question to you guys is, what is the first car your parents brought you? My parents never Did brought they? me a car because my parents no. never brought me a car, but. No, I bought my own car. I bought Renault 9. I got help with it, but it was a Vauxhall Nova. Merit, 1.2. So no one's parents car. ever brought them a car? No. Not no. I think uh, that's my, a strange My parents thing. let me use their cars. The first one was the old school Mini. It was an orange one. That was cool. I ran that into the ground. And then a Volvo Estate. I don't drive. I didn't learn to drive. Uh, my parents would have bought me a car. My parents have bought me a Mercedes Benz. No, I, I, Who's I, that meant to be? A tenable guy. <laughs> my parents, well, my first car, Barry. Thank you for having me on the show, first of all. Uh, nice to be here on your podcast. Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I, yeah, my parents never bought me a car. I haven't got a car, so uh, yeah, I can't join in. Just uh, came and gave me my two pence um, worth. Are we allowed to talk about the time your car was stolen and found burnt out and you said, fuck it, I just want the money? <laughs> uh, no, my Go car. On, tell us that story. Car got nicked. One day, I, so I've, I was, I've never been into cars. I've never really liked money. I've only ever owned two cars. You've been in cars, a though. A blue Ford Fiesta and yes. I had a white Vauxhall Astra. And one morning, I came out to get to my white Vauxhall Astra to drive to work. And it wasn't on the drive. It had just gone. And I, that first thought you have is, did I park it somewhere else? And you're thinking, I must have left it somewhere else. Then I realized, oh, yeah. actually... No, it must have been stolen because I did definitely park it there. And so I just got my bike out of the shed and just rode to work on my bike. I didn't even phone the police. I wasn't even bothered about it. I went, good, it's gone. I don't give a fuck. And then my mum goes, you should phone the police. You've got to phone the police. Like, it's been gone. I'm all panicky about it. So, uh, yeah, they we phoned probably the haven't police. Got it. 
we got a crime reference number, got the insurance, and that was it. And I never brought another car again after that. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not having another one. They're a load of shit. I don't like them. Yeah, they found it all burnt out. No, actually, they found it. There was nothing wrong with it. They wanted to give it me back. And it was like, oh, no, the insurance company own it now. They brought it off. I, I can't have it back. They own it now. They wanted to, they found it and said, oh, you can have it back. But I didn't want it back. I was like, no, fuck that. So, um... Cool story, bro. Yeah, cool story. Really good story. You take it out. I did just want to say about the car thing. Uh, to me, cars are just pollution. And I fucking hate the amount of... It's it's horrible, right when on, you, brother. Well, no, but it's true. It's horrible when you just walk out this road. Okay, the end of my road. Should I pick you up at nine tomorrow for work? Nine. I thought it was ten. I thought it was ten. No, nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I need. Sometimes I don't mind the cars when they're picking me up and taking me places when it's raining. Well, you're having a blowy in one. <laughs> when you're getting a blowy in one. Some guys taking you to work. Yeah, some guys take, and he's giving you a blowy at the same time. It's like not the same guy. Kathy Bill yeah. style. Yeah, uh, we'll start work about half nine ten because it, it takes. We have to drive. Uh, there. But yeah, it's it's a strange thing when you get to the end of your road. On I go to the end of my road on the electric bike, and I'm like, I can go anywhere now. And I look at all these idiots just queued up. Just one person in each car, and I'm like, well, obviously they don't know all know each other, but there could be some sort of carpooling thing going on where people shouldn't be driving. If you if you're just by yourself, you shouldn't be fucking driving a car. You should only use a car if it's filled up with people. That's the way I look or at petrol. it. You can't go Spain because that's not, on the get red a list. An electric bike or just a normal motorbike. And whatever. Portugal is now as well, isn't it? You can't go Socialist. there either. Yeah, absolutely. In in Still America, electricity that- for the electric bike. I know. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm uh, I. I'm not against driving an electric car, but they're just so fucking expensive. So in, no uh, in America, they have different lanes. One lane is like the carpool lane, so you can't drive in there if you're in a car on your own. Oh, right. Yeah. But then someone also invented, uh, it's even inflatable or a dummy that's supposed to oh, right. be sat next to <laughs> women drivers so people don't carjack it so they can go in that's the carpool exactly lane. That's exactly like about, about, you know, when you say about the police, the, the criminals always match the fucking technology that they've yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the same thing, isn't it? With a lifelike vagina. This is a big thing on the podcast now. We've got a lovely special message for the podcast from the legend that is John Legend. John Legend has a special message for the podcast, and here it is. I want to tell you boys at Idle Matinee that you're the greatest guys I ever known doing a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm John Legend. And John Legend also says... I'd just like to apologise for my wife, Chrissy Teigen. The things she said in the past uh, on Twitter were despicable and she needs the money. And also, John Legend. Oh, no, I was just thinking about the Chrissy Teigen thing because she's, she's come out as being a troll. She looks like a troll to me. <laughs> I, don't get the, I don't get the good look. She's your wife, man! <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that's your missus, John. That's, that's a weird thing to say, John, about your good impression of missus. Yeah, you sound, impression. Sp- sound exactly like him. And so he's let's like move slagging on. Slagging off his missus. Well, it doesn't quite make sense. Are you guys ready for yeah. this question? See if you can answer this. <laughs> Hank Scorpio or Frank Grimes, best ever Simpsons character? I, I like them both equally. They're two different characters. To you, you can't have a best Simpsons character like that. It's too difficult. Mine's Frank Grimes. 100%. Okay. Cool. Next. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go Scorpio then. Like these shoes, take them. I'm running. I'm going on a fun run now. Did it? That's my impression of Hank Scorpio. Okay, this might be. I like a, the yellow one. This be a longer conversation. So they say that when you go away, when you go on holiday, um, some of the the best thing about going away is coming home to your own bed and your own pillow. So you can go away for like a few months, and obviously you guys know that go away. Do you reckon that's the case, or would you like to start a new life somewhere else? 
I always shit in my bed, so when I come home, it's disgusting. And then I'm really like, oh, I wish I was still on holiday. So you feel like you get proper value for money. But when you were on holiday, surely your bed was full of shit. Exactly, but I'm not in it. (laughs) Word. I'm invested in it. Uh, But uh, but Barry, (laughs) I know why Barry's saying this, because Barry doesn't like going on holiday in the first place. So obviously, as soon as Barry goes anywhere, he's already dreaming. As he's leaving, he's dreaming of the moment he comes back. He's like, I can't wait to get back and watch Limmy on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's it's understandable... Uh, that he doesn't like. I think it's understandable that he doesn't like going on holiday because he'd have to wear those shorts he's got on now. <laughs> he'd have to wear his Victorian bathing outfit. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I think I'm. I do like going away to places and doing stuff as long as they're not too far from the Vale. Well, like Legoland. I don't. The idea of going to say Egypt or, or the corner shop or like I don't know, like Colin Morrison's the Garden. Colombia <laughs> or Puerto Rico the toilet and I'm the like loft. I've seen all this stuff on YouTube like I've seen all this, these places Next on door. YouTube and to me they don't look like you can get the amenities like there's no Playstations out there <laughs> there's no like TV Netflix I'm like well what am I going to do all day just walk around and look at museums and like pictures and what do you do what, you, uh, take, you, take a chrome, you take a Chromecast and yeah, a travel take, adapter take a Chromecast <laughs> and a, an iPad take the new iPad with you you can play loads of like normal games on there as well link up your um, I know you need a Playstation for that as well but. and like say you go to somewhere like Vietnam and you do a few things like go down a hill in the tray that shit you did <laughs> and like go out on a moped and they're like to me it's like well I can go on a moped in here and I can fucking go to Thorpe Park it's better than doing anything I was watching I was watching an episode of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond right yesterday and you are you're fucking Raymond right so they get really excited he's fucking Raymond yeah, you, you are yeah you're like Ray Romano you're not fucking Ray Romano everybody you're, fucks Raymond yeah, everybody fucks Raymond especially Barry um, there, no, there's an episode so basically uh, Doris Roberts of, that's her real name uh, Marie who's yeah I like Marie yeah Ray, Ray's mum uh, on screen mother is, is on screen father's Peter Boyle great actor who's in Taxi Driver doing the whole thingy speech with uh, De Niro anyway great I love the sitcom but there's a bit Dor- uh, Marie's been saving up loads of money and she's like right I've got this money we're going to go on holiday to Italy and Deborah's who's Ray's wife is really excited. Oh, no, like, oh, I like great. Deborah, sorry. Yeah, I, I like Deborah, yeah, yeah. Do you see the one where she would put lingerie on to get tease him into bed and he wasn't interested? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that quite a lot. Of t- <laughs> I've, I've seen, seen that yeah. quite often. No, I'm, I'm keen on Deborah as well, like uh, like uh, Robert's old, like his older brother, Robert, the, the, his, yeah, Brad Garrett. Because you don't feel guilty afterwards. Right. Anyway, look, we're getting off piece here. Anyway, they, they uh, she wins the thing, they go to fuck it on holiday. The whole point is that Barry is Ray Romano. He's there, he's going... It's all quaint and old, and he goes. It's, it's all old and stony here, and sh- and shit, and it's all beautiful. And they're looking at all these great sights. He's like, yeah, well, there's no like, yes, there's no ESP. Why did he sound like him? Huh? Well, that's kind of he sounds. He's got names. But just went it just reminded me of Barry. Sorry. I was like, that is Barry on holiday. I imagine like Izzy's like, oh look at this, oh, look at this. Let's get a gelato, Barry. And Barry's like, Nyeh. yeah, I've seen your boobs before. Should we go out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but then he gets he gets one round. He starts going out by himself, and he plays football. He plays a bit of football on the kids. Uh, football on the kids. Football on the street with a couple of kids. I do like it now. Eh? He didn't start enjoying himself. Yeah, you can see he's yeah. starting getting into it. And then like, yeah. Let me talk about something actually. I just say I can I can imagine you on holiday walking around near the nudist beach section going just making sure there's no one peeping I do know what he's saying though like you get to a point in the holiday where yeah it's all exciting for the first, if it's like a two week holiday first week you're like yeah all excited and everything but once you've caught quite a lot of sun and you're like 
you're like, fucking hell, I don't know if I could do this every day. Like when, when you're in Spain and you're like, every day like this obviously in the winter to me that is the most brain dead retarded-ish mornish holiday that people have the the fucking beach holiday I'm going abroad to sit on a fucking beach all day sitting in a hotel complex by the pool for two weeks yeah like a fucking moron you might as well go to a local swimming pool well, yeah, right, just Benidorm. to get brown. The Benidorm, the whole idea of Benidorm and all the red fucking lobster old silly cunts going around on mobility scooters who all know the pool attendant by name. That sickens me. That shit is like, there's, oh, yeah. There's, bar, there's bars in Benidorm where they have sprinkler systems so people don't, can, don't want to be in the shade, but they're obviously getting hot and red, but they have water spraying on them. So, Especially and for Yeah, just so they can carry on drinking beer. Brits, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, keep spending your money, guys. Yeah. Go yeah. back to your skin cancer. Yeah. Just keep getting beers. I just want to uh, that you know Word. you talked about everyone loves Raymond that reminded me of something I watched this week so I just want to bring that up quick because as you guys know my fingers on the pulse the zeitgeist and I I, I know a lot about shows and I get to see a lot of stuff really early when I know it's coming out uh, but there was a show I watched this week called Kevin can fuck himself and it's a new uh, it's very clever it's got the girl from Shit's Creek in it. Uh, the young, the blonde one, and it's like everybody loves Raymond. So it starts like a sitcom. It's like a normal sitcom, and she's his wife in the house. But then every time she walks to the kitchen or goes somewhere else, it cuts to like a drama, and she's living with this complete moron. Like, and every time it comes back to the, the living room and all this shit, it's like a sitcom, and everything's funny. And his boss is coming over, and he forgets her anniversary, and all the, the stories. She wants to move house, but he goes, "We'll always live here with our neighbours." And his neighbours are complete dickhead, and they all take the piss out of her. But then when it goes to obviously to the other scenes, shit's all really dark and depressing and she's hating it and she wants to kill him and all this stuff. It's very good. It's called Kevin Can Fuck Himself. So look it up. Uh, uh, on my Google News feed, it kept coming up. On my, I found it because it kept coming up on my Google News feed. So I thought, I want to watch it. And I watched it and there's two episodes out uh, if you know where to find them. It's on AMC, That's by what the way. I meant. How do you download yeah, it, it on or... AMC. It's yeah. on a, all the movie apps, whatever. Right. But it's quite uh, good. There's a new one on, uh, I think it's Hulu, and it's like f- the follow-on from uh, Dawson's Creek, and it's about the guy with a massive square head try- out, uh, trying to get new... James um, Vanderbeek. Yeah, trying to get new movie roles, and it's called Dawson's Crap. Is that... No, okay. Well, mine's actually real, by the way, so just so you know. Mine was actually a real show. I did, uh, Dawson's th- Crack Habit. I should have said crack and I said crap, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, edit that in. Dawson's crack sort habit. Sort that out in post. The sequel hit Dawson <laughs> gets a crack habit and then yeah. Yeah, Dawson's crack habit's better. I see a little <laughs> thing if we, about the, we spoke about briefly the other day about Indiana Jones 5. Now the director hits back against the criticism of his new movie. Um, what's his name? James Marigold. Uh, to hit back at criticism of the movie the film is currently in production near us and will be the first in the franchise not to be helmed by Steven Spielberg responding to the scepticism about Spielberg's absence on Twitter as well as concerns about Harrison Ford's age and Kathleen Kennedy's involvement Logan uh, oh, sorry Logan filmmaker Mangold was quick to reassure the fans his team will and this feels more confidence James Mangold he did, um, he did uh, what's it Assassination of Jesse James yeah he did Logan well. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's but he's reassured that they're going to make something good. I understand the yeah. weariness. I live it, said Marigold. Uh, I don't know if it will make you happy, but my t- team and I will knock ourselves out to try and make something good. It's going to be shit, isn't it? No, well, the thing is, the way he did Logan... Yeah. Was, yeah, that was good. ...and used that older character and more seasoned character, maybe that's the way they'll use it. Stop trying to make Indiana Jones do what a 30-year-old man would do. And yeah. Just well, be I, that seasoned sort of like... I think he's quite a good director. And there's something else... Not the assassination of Jesse James by the outlaw, but what's it, Robert Ford. 
which to yeah. be fair was quite, was actually quite yeah. good. Um, and I think it was uh, Casey Affleck got an Oscar nomination yeah. for that, didn't he? Um, but yeah, he's done. There's loads of other films he's done as well. I can't remember all Do of them. Do you reckon they're going to use the de-aging technique on him in some bits of it? And no. do flashbacks to when he's uh, no and stories. Because oh, this apparently this Indiana Jones is an older story they were going to do, and there's some bits in it where it flashes back to him. Uh, fighting the Nazis so it shows some flashbacks but they use the bits where they de-age him to make him look younger like they do in a lot they of films they could just now. use old footage from like yeah. um, Star Wars they could use deep fakes couldn't they they could deep yeah. fake yeah, it I mean, yeah. to be fair, I mean we're, like, we're obviously guilty of doing it now but to be f- there is an industry about picking films apart before they've even come out and complaining about yeah. things they haven't <laughs> even seen yet yeah but you you, but you know you started it I wouldn't complain you I don't care about it I'd I'm not I'm just saying it. what people are saying like deep I don't down care. I'm just asking questions do your research deep down I knew Army of the Dead was going to be Fuck it! Like, if I asked myself really deep down, I knew it was going to be shit because I knew Snyder dropped the ball on way too many fucking action films recently to suddenly go, oh, and make a good film. So, uh, but I wanted it to be good, like like you said, uh, Chris. You were like, oh, I really want this to be good. Yeah. Next Dro- big thing will be June, though, won't it? Well, yes, because d- who's direct- who's which is directed by my favourite director now, Denny Villeneuve. Christopher Nolan. No, he used to be. I used to be a massive Nolan fan, but then mm. he's, he's dropped the ball. He dropped the ball with the, the Dark Knight franchise, as far as I'm concerned. Dark Knight was I too long. All right. Dark, no, Dark Knight, Batman Begins is, is brilliant. Sorry. It's the best out of three. Tenet? Uh, I, I like Tenet. But again, Tenet. It's a, uh, Tenet. And I love Inception. And I love Prestige. Tenet Lady. Um, and I love Memento. I love a lot of his films. Um, but Denis Villeneuve, I don't think has dropped the ball yet. Love's a strong word. It is. Um, but you mean like? I really like. Yeah. yeah I like, really you like don't love films. You're not in anything in any of his films. So let's move on. So what? what's the most you reckon you could realistically fit into one day? What's the most? So you know, so you can, like, I, can I just go back to what we were saying? Because I didn't really finish no. my point then. I was just saying, yeah. Denny Villeneuve is directing the new Dune. And he, I've liked every single one of his films thus far. Say like Prisoners, The Arrival, uh, Blade Runner 2049, Sicario, all fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah hopefully he's well gonna... he'll be pleased to hear that because he does listen to this podcast I know so thank you Dennis and hi Denny uh, Greg it's enjoys Denny, your films actually. hi Denny Greg enjoys he's, your films French Canadian so people think you should not waste your life okay so but every day we all do the same things we wake up we we do a certain amount of things and you have no choice you have to go to sleep don't you you've got no choice and then you wake up and you do a certain amount of things again and you, you go don't to have sleep. to go to sleep what is the most you can realistic well that that's exactly that's a good point after nine days you do because what is the most you can't you know the um, do you know the record for the, the amount of nights you can stay up without sleep it's 11 you can't stay it's physically you die after well, 11 nights sleep I probably know a little without, bit more about this than you do no because you don't, you don't stay up in the 1950s when was the last time you stayed up all night in the 1950s. In, in the, the 1950s, there you go. So, in the 1950s, <laughs> I think I'm a better author you. don't know what I know. So, in the 1950s... <laughs> um, I could have an educated I, guess. I know nothing. So There were studies done on people. Well, no, there wasn't actually studies done. I know nothing um, too. What, how I know about it was, there was radio DJs in the 50s and 60s in America used to do this thing where they would actually challenge each other to see who could stay up the longest, DJing, doing radio shows. And the longest yeah. one that ever did it stayed up for, like you just said, 11 days. So that's how you know. And it, he started getting like psychosis. Go, you know how we all know if you stay yeah, up yeah, too long. Yeah, something yeah. Else. But the funny thing is, what happened to him was years later after doing that, it complete. It was all right afterwards because he was quite a young man. So his sleep patterns after yeah. a few days went back to normal. 
Years later, massive insomnia. He couldn't sleep. It totally fucked him up years later. Uh, I listened to, I think it was This American Life, the podcast. It was something talking about it. It was really interesting. Uh, yeah, because but- once you've reached that wall, you know. Um, so don't, anyway, I just wanted to go back onto something that we were discussing about June. What's your favourite June? Because there's more than one. I, I can't split between June Brown and June Whitfield. I thought you said J- June. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about June, the film. Oh, I was going to say Mel Brooks. Uh, <laughs> were we talking about... I was going to say the water on the grass in the morning, <laughs> right. just to get out of it. June, okay, sorry. June, okay, June Brown, June Whitfield. Yeah, favourite June. Uh, uh, Woody uh, Allen. June, June Carter. Uh, uh, Johnny Cash's wife. So, yeah, so what do you reckon the most is you can realistically fit into a day to, like, get the most out of a day? So you wake up early, I take it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a sort of sideways uh, glance at what you just said. So I believe it was the Babylonians that came up with a calendar we use now uh, around the uh, number 12, mainly. Um, but did you know that the French, um, I believe it was in the 1700s, decided to decimalise the calendar? So there were 10, uh, 10 months in a year, 10 hours in a day, and 10 days in a week. It lasted about a month for the stupid the, uh, French cunts. Well, the metric system comes from the French, and they have the original kilogram weight which I've, I've mentioned this before on the podcast which is in a this fucking weird museum somewhere in France yeah, yeah. where even the Nazis didn't fuck with it they're like let's not fit, uh, uh, yeah. we, we, we shall not fuck with the metric system yeah, we'll yeah. take over the French people who oh, no, did not yeah. touch the kilogram weight the metric right. system's good apart from when you try and make uh, the, the uh, year decimalised so the fucked up thing about the, kilo, the exact kilogram weight is it is gradually degrading even though it's not touched it's in a glass cabinet or whatever the metal that it's made of or whatever is slowly eroding through time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not actually the same weight as it was when it was the so original thing. But yeah. I just, it says a decimal month would consist of a year with 10 months and each month would contain 36.52422 days a month. Mm. I sometimes think about if you launched yourself really far into space and you weren't going around the sun anymore, then days wouldn't exist, would they? They'd be meaningless. <laughs> Most things would be meaningless. And Greg was talking about about that kilogram weight. I used to work in a building opposite the NPL, the National Physics Laboratory, and the 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 weight of a kilogram always stays the same. It's just that the gravity changes on Earth. And you get waves moving underneath, and and that changes. So they're that calibrated yeah. with two different places, and then they decide what a new kilogram should weigh on Earth. It's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty funny. To like to like the des- to like twenty decimal places. It's weird. Sick science. Science. I, I don't know if the audit knows. It's either facts or zings, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so that let me was just a fact. let me get back <laughs> to what I'm trying to say because I don't think you're quite getting me. What is the most? What are you on about? I'll tell you what I'm on about. So, say you wake. So, the most you can realistically fit into a day and not feel you've wasted a day. So, let me give you an example. Wake up early, have sex. Shower. If you've got a woman next to you, if not, have a wank. Great right. job, great idea. Wake up early, shower, wash, sex. Okay. Um, breakfast. No, 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 bit. no. Sex then shower, wash. Why would you wash and then have sex? So you have the smell s- of sex on your day. All day. Well, yeah. If you particularly like the smell of sex, then yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, yeah, so, so wait, this is you can do your one. Let me do my one first, and I'm not going to bring that into it because that's your idea. So I'm saying wake up, little bit of exercise, nice little breakfast. Then leave the house, go out and do something. Maybe a little brunch in the morning, a cafe and a coffee. Meet up with a friend, discuss the day's events, discuss what they've been doing, discuss the news. Little bit of a look at a paper, maybe a nice little walk in a park. That brings you round to about, I'd say, mid-morning, 12-ish, 1-ish. 1 to 2 to 3, maybe meet a family member, have a chat with a family member. 
um, have another little walk around a park. So you walk for a couple of hours. This is if you're of course if is you're it, not is working. This a, is this an old person's perfect day? Are you going to put, you you gonna put, yours, this you is put my perfect put music day. under this? I reckon. Uh, uh, this is a retiree's perfect day, or I don't know, someone older than a, a retiree. Four to five, <laughs> you come back from the park, Boring. maybe little read a little magazine, have a lovely little cup of tea, watch some afternoon shows. You got your chase, your tipping points. Um, another family member going for another walk somewhere. <laughs> Then you've got six to seven. If you want to watch your soaps, that's free. Then I say that's TV time. So I wouldn't have the TV in during the day. But Surely the, you could get another little walk in with a family member. The evening, I would definitely say, is TV time. That's when you treat yourself, get a little bit of Netflix. Your, your perfect day is just, you don't care about any of the shit during the day. A little You're bit just of food. Just <laughs> get another couple then, of, then get in front of that TV. But start off with a little bit of Lemmy on Twitch. And then... A couple Get of YouTube couple videos of laps in round the garden. A couple of YouTube videos you save during the day. Guys, don't be nasty. Come on. Uh, 10 o'clock bed. Come on. Tickle, tickle the dog's bollocks. 10 o'clock bed. Mm. Have a nice, good, like, 10 hours Salty sleep. Salty snacks. Then awake and do it again. And that would be my perfect day doing that every day, of course, but you can't. And then some days do a little treat, maybe to the Chilton Hills or go to a maybe garden centre. You can go or a and q somewhere like that. If you like, but it shouldn't all be, always be about Barry, shops. You can look at that online. You what don't need to go to VQ. What would your perfect day online. be, fellas? I'll tell you, if I was going to fit something in today, what I'll probably do tomorrow is I'll probably wake, probably get myself an uh, eight o'clock start, give uh, someone like Greg a ring, say, you're up and ready. He won't answer because he never answers his phone. I'll, I'll risk it. Too cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably leave mine about nine, drive over, knock on the door. He'll turn out and go, I've got my own sand now. He goes, well, I've got a couple of electricity. I've got my own, all right, yeah, we'll do whatever you want. We'll get in the car. We'll drive over to Piddington um, and then I'll make him sand till he can't sand no more. Um, sand till I can't sand no more. And then we got bur- da, 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 da. we got we got Push bur- it, push it. We got sand burg- it, sand it some more. We got burgers <laughs> tomorrow. You what? We've got burgers tomorrow. Oh, what? Yeah. Laid on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. You have them. Who are we working for? Uh, you're working for me, boy. <laughs> Who are you oh, working I love for? working for Johnny. Who and are you working for, Johnny? We'll leave between three and four. No, I'm. I'm yeah, I want to cut out the middleman. <laughs> yeah, no, no, well, no, we're. we're the man. Uh, sh- she's talking about us going into business together. Uh, what, you and her? Yeah. She likes you, didn't she? Yeah, I've known her for she's years. She's going to fucking love me. Yeah. And then about three. And then about. He's much more productive. He's he's much more athletic. He's handsome, athletic. Well, I've been I've been scraping all the uh, wallpaper like off. Danny I can only reach Johnny. so far, so we thought we better get a tall bloke in, and uh, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll come round and we'll just throw loads and loads of money in the air and go loads of money like it's the eighties. We'll, yeah, we'll do that that bill thing when you go. Yeah, it's raining money, and we'll rain money on each and other, and then pick it all up really quickly. And go, oh, is that yours? Oh, that's your twenty. So the latest, we'll, the latest we'll leave is about four because it's Poets' Day. And uh, happy, happy fucking Friday. Did you know it's Poets Day, Chris? No. Tomorrow? <laughs> Did you know what that? What kind of poet are you? Fish. Piss off early tomorrow's Saturday. Fish have been swallowing microplastics since the 1950s. Greedy bastards. Did you know Brilliant. that? Brilliant. And I reckon they're using currently how many masks are sat in birds' nests? There'll be oh. thousands of them. They'll be using that twine. It'll be getting in wound into their little structures their foods their digestive system if there's masks in birds nests you should be hunting them out to uh, wash them out and sell them shouldn't you I'd do it because it keeps it stops the eggs from breaking when I bring them down as well and knock the nest out the tree you've got a lot of rare eggs haven't you so bef- yep. before we move on to the Brown Bear Comedy Club this week and I'm saying that now so you can all think about your characters 
I want to do something that uh, now th- this is a it's not risky but it's something that could be completely like no no or completely oh yeah great we'll talk for another four hours about this one or no we'll talk for 30 seconds and it's dead because it's something we talked about doing before and it's called random wikipedia now what it is is i'm going to go in wikipedia i'm going to hit random and just bring up the ultimate random subject in wikipedia and see if we can talk about it or not and obviously let me read it out a little bit first and see if you've got any interesting things to say but I'm going to do it in the style of AI boy. So I'm like an AI robot boy who's like, hello, I am AI robot boy. You can ask me any questions Hayley about Joel this Osman. subject. Yeah, Hayley Joel Osment. You've got it in the film AI. So if you want to know anything more or say, tell me more about that, but I you're can not, go but, into it. But the thing is, Hayley Joel Osment did actually just talk like a little American boy. You're going to talk like a, a robot though, yeah? I want to be one of your AI yeah. students listening to you, master. <laughs> You're like a, a not quite as likable uh, yeah. AI boy. Like, uh, a smell, one that a smellier would, version. He, yeah. The one that smells. He's one that's been sent domestic tasks as opposed yeah. to being so, a figure he's not a of Hollywood kid. He talks like Stephen you've, Hawking. You've and got to remember how many subjects are in Wikipedia. So this could go. This could go. So hello, everybody. I am a, seventeen. I am AI boy. There are so many subjects in Wikipedia that some are interesting, some are not. When I hit my random, we'll see what we will get. Here comes random. Koara-san, spelt K-O-E-W-A-R-A-S-A-N. Koara-san is a resort in Sur- Suriname, located in the Wanaka district. Suriname. I am going to try another one because I can't read very well and that has a lot of long words in Suriname. it. Suriname. Yeah, it used to be called... Okay, Dutch. here's the next Dutch. one. Carorita, pronounced Carorita, C-A-R-O-R-I-T-A. Carorita is a genus of dwarf spiders that was first described by E.P. Duffy and P. Merritt in 1963. As of May Amazing. 2019, it contains only two species, C. limania and C. sabrica. Right, so they're miniature spiders. Are they poisonous or anything like that? That's all it says about the subject. Just miniature spiders? Yes, would you well, like another subject, or I'll, are you happy with that? The I'll end see, of Wikipedia. No, one boy? more subject, oh. please, Master. Um, okay, here is one more subject. Oh, I, I had lots to say about that, but okay. Rome, Romaniv, Rian, Romaniv, Rian, Russian, was a district of Zla Oblast, northern Ukraine. It's a so AI <laughs> boy. Can you use your normal voice, your AI voice. <laughs> They're meant to be easy to understand. I cannot read very well all these long <laughs> words. My computer mine doesn't work. I will do another one. Would you prefer Siri to Pocking read it for you? Hull Bridge, <laughs> the rail bridge of Pocino, commonly known as Pocino Bridge, is a road rail bridge in Vila Nova of Foscar, Portugal. The structure was now part of the defunct rail network Sabre Line and is now close to both types of transit. Would you like to talk more with each other about the Ponkino Bridge? No, I think I think the bit would have worked better if you'd read it in a normal voice because then we might have even understood what you're saying. And I, 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 I struggle re- listening to you normally. Bamboo. Deactivate him. Deactivate. <laughs> Read you, it again, Baz. One more. I will. Sp- one oh. more, and then that will be it. Cat size. Cat size is a British television series made for TV's ITV between 1985 and 1987. Oh. The series was a spin-off from The Gentle Touch and saw Jill Gascoigne reprise her role as Maggie Forbes. 
portrayed as having left the police force to join an all-female private detective agency called The Eyes, based in Kent. That sounds interesting. That is a front for the home office team called Cats Convert Activities Tame Section. Cats Eyes was shown on Friday nights during the first series before moving to a Saturday night slot for the second and third series. <laughs> Do you know what I think about Your that? accent's changing, Mr. AI. Do you know what I think about that? I think, because at that point, right, I was just listening to the scheduling then, and I would have been watching, I would have been watching, what's it, when he comes out of the fucking Street Hawk. He was Street Hawk. Would you Night like Rider. to know more about Jill Gascoigne? Yes, I'm, what I'm saying is our parents may have been watching that. I've never heard of this fucking thing, but this may have been on... While we were watching Street Hawk, this program was on. It was really good, but it was only on for a couple of seasons. I doubt it was really good, but it sounds interesting. Jill Viola Gascoigne, 11th of April 1937 to the 28th of April 2020, was an English actress and novelist. She was a detective inspector, Maggie Forbes, in the 1980s television series of Gentle Touch. Oh. And it's thank you, that is correct. Do you know who she was married to? Alfred Molina. Oh, I was going to say Ricky Tomlinson. She married twice. In June 2013, she publicly revealed she had Alzheimer's and she died age 83. I have a confession to make. Would you like to hear my confession? What, is this from her on the Wikipedia page? This is from me, AI boy. That wasn't a random Wikipedia article. I already lined Cat's eyes up. I knew it. I thought that seemed too interesting. It was too good to be true, wasn't it? It really was. Compared to the others, I was like, hang on a minute. That one's way more interesting. So than that the other works two. quite well, that um, random Wikipedia. We'll maybe bring that back next week. Well, so, more about this Cat's Eyes program. So, maybe we should check that out. Yeah, just Google it and have a look on YouTube. We'll YouTube it. And we'll review it for next week. Cat's Eyes. We're going to watch Cat's Eyes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, should we go into the brown bear? Or have you got, do you want to talk about something else? Or do you just keep talking? I tell you what I thought was interesting that none of us spoke about because um, Oxford are bringing in legislation, aren't they, to ban smoking outside? Yeah. What, so everywhere outside, not even outside pubs. Banned. You're not even yeah, allowed to well, exhale. Yes, you can only smoke inside your house where it's right. Okay. Where you can okay. doubly inhale the smoke, or in your garden, I guess. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It, well, yeah. It really is. All public spaces. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Brown Bear Comedy Club. Uh, it's lovely to have you back, and it's lovely to be back. We're here tonight from Tring. Uh, this is Pendley Manor. Half the money will go to the NHS, to charity, so thank you all for coming tonight, and they've done a wonderful job through the pandemic, and now we're slowly coming out of the pandemic. Uh, we've got five acts tonight, five wonderful acts that I hope you enjoy. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, so I want to start with the first act. Please put your hands together, a lovely warm welcome as I bring him to the stage. Our first act, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Malcolm Woke. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Woo. Say his name. <laughs> it's Malcolm Woke. Malcolm Woke. Thank you very much. Uh, they do say when if you go woke, you'll break into laughter. A woman was what? taking an out. Oh, heckler! Uh, sorry, it's all right. I accept you. Okay, calm down. A woman was taking an afternoon nap. When she woke up, she told her husband, "I dreamed you gave me a pearl necklace. What do you think it means?" You know, tonight he said. That evening, the man came home with a small package and gave it to his wife. Delighted, she opened it to find a book entitled The Meaning of Dreams. <laughs> what do you call a wolf that is woke? A werewolf. <laughs> what do you call a woke droid? R2-Me-Too. <laughs> 
good. I'm going to leave you with a little thought. To a hammer, everything looks like a nail. To a cop, everything looks like a gun. Except their gun, which looks like a taser. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you I've been Malcolm Walk. Malcolm yeah. Walk. Uh, I love Malcolm. Hopefully, see, hopefully we'll see a lot more of that. Uh, that guy on the scene is absolutely hilarious. Just want to apologise where he was holding his phone and reading the jokes off his phone in front of him, but he's new to the scene and uh, hopefully we'll get better and he won't have to do that in future. But that was Malcolm Walk. I accept you. He's back. He was less derivative uh, than one-liner. I, identi- I identify as a comedian. Do you identify as a host? What a back, prick. Malcolm Walk. Thank you very much. So that was Malcolm Walk. He has now walked off the stage. He just had to get his last word Fucking in. Bastard. Did he just walk off the uh, stage? The next act is a chap called Spencer Gold... What's his name? Spencer Goldberg. Spencer Goldberg, future man. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to bring a lovely new young guy to the stage. You probably haven't heard about this guy before. But he's new and upcoming. He's going to be very big, and I'm sure you'll see him on Channel 4 soon. His name is Spencer Goldberg, Future Man. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Spencer Goldberg, Future Man. Woo! He's the future. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. My name's Spencer Goldberg, Future Man. I can go forward in time, backwards in time. I master time. I'm going to do a little exercise here with you. As you can see, I've got one big hand and one little hand. Now, this is called the Beadle Paradox. What Having a big hand and a little hand means you can rewind time and forward time. So, is everybody ready to go forward in time? <gasps> We're now forward in time. Hmm, I see. You guys think we're all sat in the room, but I can see through you. I can see what's going on here. So, different jobs have gone. Yes, yeah, after the pandemic appears, some jobs never came back again. Mm, I see, I see. And jobs had to be repurposed where there was skills that were transferable. Fantastic, I see. So, yes, I'm in a police station. Ah, yes, this all makes so much sense. Yes, you know they're using clowns as responsible adults in police stations. Mm, Yes, because obviously they can talk to the mentally infirm and juveniles. Yes, they connect with them. I suppose they couldn't have blown balloons up and that at parties still, so... And be around those kids. Okay, so yes, and I see. Ah, let me go. I'm just going to walk over to this part of the stage and I'm actually going into a police building that's now occupying this space that we still are. So I will remain the same. You will notice no difference. But to me, I just want to see what's going on in here. Oh, yeah. So what did he look like? Like this? Yeah, and his nose was a bit bigger. Like this? Yes. And he... So what I'm observing here is... Uh, rather than just an identikit, which we crudely used in the past, they've actually got clowns making balloon faces for the criminals. Yes, the children find them unthreatening. So, where and where did you say he touched you? Oh, okay. Uh, 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 here? No, no, it was much smaller than that. Okay, right, okay. Let's leave this. So... Let's go. Time to go back in time. Oops. And here we are. I'm back in the room. We're back in 2021. We should all get home safely. 
I'm Spencer Goldman, future man. Good night. Woo! Thank yeah. you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Spencer Goldman. That was Spencer Goldman, future man. What a wonderful act there was. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you like, you like that guy. What a lovely guy. And what a wonderful act. He painted pictures in everybody's mind there. So, ladies and gentlemen, the next act up is a new man. He's been on the scene and he calls himself a right-on, right-wing comedian. And his name's Jeff Norcutt. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Jeff Norcutt. Woo-hoo, yeah, Jeff. Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name's Jeff Norcutt. Uh, I'm a, well, could say people call me a right, right-leaning, right-wing comedian, but I'm just a normal bloke. Uh, I don't like the terms woke or BLM. Uh, I think it's very leftist and Marxist, so I just want to tell you a little story about me. Uh, I went to get a coffee the other day. I went to get a coffee at Starbucks, and uh, the girl serving it, she didn't look very happy, and I said, give us a smile, love. Give us a smile, darling. And she didn't even smile at me. And I was like, oh, that's a bit rude. And I said to her, I go, what's wrong with you? You've got a bit of a cob on, ain't you? You moody bitch. And she was like, excuse me, you can't speak to me like that. I go, I'll speak to you how I like, love. You're the one serving me. You're the one, I'm the guy, I'm the customer, and you're serving me. So I'll speak to you how I fucking like, love. And if you don't like it, get your fucking manager and I'll get you out. And that's the trouble young people nowadays. They've got no fucking respect for people. You go in, they ignore you. They don't want to talk to you, and they've got no respect. So the same again. I was walking down the street the other day. I caught a couple of ladies walking along together. I went, hey, oh, you looking lovely today, girls. Uh, what are you doing later? Like a little joke, you know, a little friendly and all that. And they're like, oh, leave us alone. That's the fucking trouble with nowadays. You can't say this kind of shit to people. Because they're all fucking millennial, fucking woke snowflakes, and they get so offended all the time. You can't say what you want to say anymore. You can't say, like, you can't use words you want to use anymore. And you can't say stuff like a men are men and women are women like i had this i was i was having this twitter argument and there was this and they were saying i was going look you can't I, you can't say anyway you can't say what you want to yeah, say that's all i'm saying tell us. Oh, i'm jeff norcutt good night thank you ladies oh, and that right. was jeff norcutt he's, you know, he's right it's not, it sounded not, like he couldn't not particularly fu- not, not, not that funny but he couldn't say what he wanted to say it sounded like he couldn't say what he wanted to say so uh anyway ladies and gentlemen that was Jeff Norcutt. Fi- I mean, he sounds like he'd be better on a podcast, really. I mean, because it's, it's interesting, but not know, necessarily this, I funny. I this guy's talking, but anyway. So, ladies and gentlemen, our final act of the evening is... Uh, what's your name, son? Essex Russell. Oh, lovely. So, ladies and gentlemen, our final act of the evening, he's new to the scene, he's got a lot of energy. Uh, his name's hey. Essex Russell. Welcome hey. into the stage, hey. Essex Russell. All right, all right, all right, girls. All right, girls. And boys. All right, girls. Anyway, my name's Russell. I'm nah. a cheeky Essex comedian. Well, basically, you know, you know all the other Russell. You got your Brand, you got your Howard, you got your Kane, and I thought, well, that's that's, that's my way in. I thought we need another we need another Russell comedian. Peter. He uses his comedy to have sex with women. Uh, you know, it's to, to <laughs> so that's why I got into comedy, guys. You know, there's no. I'm like, yeah, I've got, I'm not very good at it, but I get up here. My name's Russell. I get up and I go, meh, 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 and and then at the end of it, there's the odd fit girl in the crowd is like, oh yeah, he's been dragged along, and they're like. He's famous, and then uh, and they just and they fuck me. And it's like he's so they, insecure but confident, and they, and they just let me fuck him. Russell <laughs> looks athletic. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Anyway, don't you hate it, fellas? When you when you get a bird that you've just met uh, who doesn't know you, but you've taken her back to your thing, and she's a bit drunk, uh, and and you're having sex with her, and you're having sex with her. I mean, she, I mean, she's she's asleep at that point, obviously. Um, and you're having sex with her, and then the next day, and the next day, oh wait, oh, there isn't a punchline to this. And main, the next main day, act, you say. And then, and then the next day, and the next day she wakes up and you're like, ah, 
It's me, Essex Russell. You thought it was one of the other Russells. Yeah, with a more established act. No, my, it's just my name's Russell. You got drunk, you came to my show, and then bang! <laughs> you, you ended up here with me. Um, yeah, so that's how it's done. That's how it's done, guys. That's how it's done, guys. Just call yourself Russell, Same from Essex, jump up on stage and you can fuck a drunk girl. Good night! Oh, thank you, Essex Russell. Mm. I hope we all learned something there. Wonderful. And he's getting a lot of... Uh, Applause there from the audience. Uh, yeah. Have we got any other acts Fuck that want to come tonight? I'm drunk. Philosophy. No, okay. And really thick. Philosophy's still thinking about it. So uh, that was the Brown Bear Comedy Club this week, guys. Sorry about that, but never mind. Uh, next week we'll be back with more fun on the podcast. That was the Brown Bear Podcast. Good luck. That was the Brown Bear Comedy Club. Hope you all enjoyed it, and hope you had a great podcast. We're all going to say goodbye now, one after each other, just so you can enjoy us saying goodbye. That's goodbye from me, Ben. And here's goodbye from everyone else. Au revoir, I've been Gregoire. Uh, I've been Johnny Ribena. I'd just like to thank Ben for being the way he's been. I'd like to thank Greg for putting in the outtakes of the intros after this um, because that will annoy Ben even more. Annoying Ben is one of my favourite hobbies and his shorts are shit. Well, you're certainly good at that. You're an utter cunt. The auditor. A swing and a miss. Give us a kiss. Something is a miss. Life is bliss. It's Chris. Nice. Bong bong. And the auditor has the final word, and he's going to smash it out of the park when I finally pass the microphone over to him. He keeps reaching and reaching. Just a second. Here you go. Just no, now. no, no. But one, one more. Okay. See you next Tuesday, mate. Goodbye. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, who the hell are you talking? You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? I'm standing here. You make a move. You make a move.